In the early morning hours of August 4th, 2019, a lone gunman entered the Oregon Entertainment District in Dayton, Ohio, with an assault rifle and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. In 32 seconds, nine innocent people were killed and 27 others were wounded before the shooter was stopped by officers from the Dayton Police Department. Amongst the chaos and tragedy, stories of hope, love, and bravery came to light in the midst of that fateful night. One of these stories was that of a 41-year-old bouncer who selflessly risked his life by ushering people into the doors of Ned Pepper's Barn Grill before barricading the doors and coming face-to-face with the shooter. He saved countless lives that night, inspired an entire city and a nation with his bravery. That bouncer was Jeremy Ganger, and tonight he's on the It List. Tell you about the group of guys The warm and salty like McDonald's fries They like the drinks and they like their food The cars, movies, and the music too They're gonna try to shove it into a list So have a seat and we'll see what sticks You're on the it list You're on the it list You're on the it list Come inside you're on the it list, you're on the it list, you're on the it list, wanna ride. You're on the it list, you're on the it list, you're on the it list, come inside. <laughs> I just never correct people, Mike. Yeah, it is what it is. Yep, Joel's, yep, Joel's yep. had many things, many ways. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Very true. He's the one you have to watch out for because he'll he'll just he'll just go the derailer. Off and, uh, yeah, he's, we call him the derailer because it's anything he can do to derail anything. So he, he puts the perv and supervisor to it. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Gager, thanks for joining us. Appreciate oh, thanks it. For having me for thanks, thanks for coming down. When we started, we t- started talking about starting this podcast. It was always a a thing where we were like. We want to have guests. We want to, you know, we want to talk to interesting people. And I'd say in the in the first conversation we had, your name was one of the first ones that came up. It was like <clears throat> I always wanted to get him in here, wanted to get you in here, wanted to talk to you a little bit more in depth about it, just because of that fact. Like we were talking about earlier, was just that I just feel like like your story wasn't covered enough in what I saw and everything like that. So, Mark the cop, Mikey No Name, Barely Kyle, Fathead Joel here. We got Mr. Jeremy Ganger, Dayton's protector, here with us. We're going to go and get started. It's a little bit different of an episode. Should be fun, so we'll see here. But we'll start off. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? I'm locally around here. I'm from the Troy area. I'm Troy, Ohio. But born and raised. Born and raised in Troy, but I look at Dayton as my community now. So yeah, I love Dayton. Dayton's a great place to go. And graduated from Troy, went to Urbana University. As we all know, that's closed down now. So oh, is it, I did, is I it really? Yeah, I didn't know that. It has closed. They closed the, the campus down, everything, this past year. Damn. Oh, no shit. Huh. Huh. What do you do for a living? I work at Ned Peppers, and I also work for a company called Tough Tug. How long? Now, you're a bouncer at Ned Peppers. Yes. Most people know. Some We got, we're in what? Ten countries on six continents. So there's yes. some, some some people that will, that probably don't know anything about the story. So Ned Peppers is a bar in the Oregon District in Dayton, Ohio. And um, what would you say? What is it like a quarter mile long in the Oregon District? It's about a quarter mile, maybe. Bars? How many bars do you think there are? Uh, six, seven. 
six, seven, yeah. then restaurants, you've got restaurants, your little stores. Uh-huh. And uh, some of Joel's favorite stores. Some, there. yeah, some adult <laughs> entertainment stores. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got the Dublin Pub if you like to eat. Yeah, I love that place. I love. Yeah, I got good stuff. I love that place. Yeah, Shout it's out. a, it's that's one of my favorite places. The what is it? The mashed potato bread. Mm. Oh, yeah. They got a good uh, grilled cheese too. I think. Yeah, you're that guy that goes to a restaurant and gets <laughs> grilled, grilled cheese. Grilled yeah. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're pretty much right about that. Kyle goes to a seafood place. Can I get the hamburger? Yeah, <laughs> chicken fingers. <laughs> 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 How long have you been a bouncer? I've been a bouncer for eight years in the Oregon district, but I've done other clubs. A uh, certain club that somebody was making jokes about about being a living room as a furniture store. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you were a bouncer there? No, I was, no. A, ge- I was a general manager there for oh, years. Oh, Is that okay. right? Yeah, no kidding. No shit. Yeah. You don't know Mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he doesn't remember me. Finally, I get that tab paid. <laughs> I threw him out of their countless times. <laughs> no touching the ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I mean, what? How'd you get into bouncing? Like what? Um, I got into it. Just I was working security for a company out of Dayton, and they had me working security for the, the living room. And they found out I was in college, getting ready to graduate college, and I was going to move away, hopefully to Florida. And they offered me money to stay and run their club, and it just took off from there. Back mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. No shit. Long time to do it. That's a long time. Yeah, twenty one years. Yeah. <laughs> what do what do you, I mean? What draws you to? It? What do you like about it the most? I like the atmosphere and be able to communicate with people and talk to people. I mean, interacting with people, I think, is probably one of the greatest things you can do for anybody. It just that way you get to go out and socialize, have a good time. I mean, sometimes you get to see some really funny things, people being drunk. And I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm that's sure always that. a good time to watch yeah. that. <laughs> What's your least favorite thing about it? Uh, least favorite thing is probably when people get upset over dumb stuff, the fights, yeah. the arguments. I mean, is that a how, is that a pretty regular thing? I mean, and, and Dayton was a very. I mean, back in the, I worked the living room. That was a an every night thing. No oh, shit, because yeah. uh, uh, you know you had girls in. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but but in the Oregon district, you just have arguments people being drunk but then you know with everything going on in the world you have other stuff going on about you know being not conforming to people's socialism skills i guess right right that's the nicest way that i can put it i say that all the time i've i i play in the not i'm not trying to toot my own horn but toot, uh toot. i play around town like we were talking about earlier i play in the oregon district and bands and stuff and uh I've had people that I know that own bars like, hey, you know, you, you should be a bartender. You should think about doing stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there going like that is the things that I see that bartenders and bouncers and everyone else have to deal with on a nightly basis. I don't I don't have the patience for it. Like it's it's uh, you're, you're watching grown grown ass kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're really watching. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Oh, yeah. If you want kids or you don't have kids and you're thinking about having kids, go be a bouncer or bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. You learn real quick. You don't want kids. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was me and me and Kyle, are the only ones without kids. They got he's got grown kids, but. He's got a he's got a newborn. Mikey does. Where were you like two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said he'd been at Ned's for eight years. Yes. Before the night, August third to the fourth. What was the craziest thing that you think you ever saw down there that you've ever had to you ever had to do? You ever had to? The, no, I. That's the first time I saw anything really crazy in, in front of our, you know, on the street. But 
you know, that comedy club, Wiley's Comedy Club. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was a guy back there shooting gun up in the air one night. Really? Yeah, we saw that. And another night, we the cops dropped that. Uh, they called it a 66 or a 69 or whatever it was. 99, 99 yeah. 99. <laughs> sorry. I got Immediately goes to 69. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. I mean, you, you, then you saw all the police departments come flying down there. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty wild. You saw everybody trying to fight a cop, and I think people learned real quick that's not a very good idea. That's, that's never, never that never works out well, does it, Mark? Yeah. Well, unless you're getting spit on, or yeah, that's true. That's true. Or if you're fighting Mark, you, you got it's a pretty good chance. <laughs> no, uh, how is it going down there? As far as I know, COVID's a big a big topic right now that everybody's talking about. How's how's business been sustaining? During this thing, the business down there to Oregon has been really slow. But as of recently, they started a, I don't know if you've seen it called Party on Fifth Street, mm-hmm. where you got to buy this certain cup they call Adora Cup. Oh, yeah, Adora's District, yeah. Yeah, you, you can go straight into any club and buy the cup and get whatever you want to drink and okay. walk around the streets. They got tables set up, so they got restaurants mm-hmm. on the streets now for everybody. So that's helped business a lot. Has it? Up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's your feeling on the Door District? I, I like the idea of people being going out there drinking on the streets and having a good time. I mean, I, I like it because it brought people back not only to bars but to the restaurants, to the right. little stores. I mean, if you ever, if you actually ever go down to it, it's not just adults. I mean, it's families down there hanging out, and you got kids in strollers, you got little kids walking around, you got people also catering to the kids. Right. So I think that's really great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I always thought it, we just uh, in, in the jurisdiction where I work, they just implemented it, and people were like losing their mind. I'm thinking, absolutely not. This is. I it's, think it's good for the venue. It's great. You, like like in the Oregon district, you know, how many times you get people try and take drinks I mean, out of the bar? You get people anyway. try to take it out of the bar yeah. all the time, but this way they're actually you know paying for the drink, and then they're going out in the street. The only you know the only downside about it is they get mad about it. they can't take their drink back into a bar. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I got you. So you got okay. once you're out, you have to stay out and finish it. Then when you go back in the bar, yep. you can go back to any bar you want to buy another one. Okay. That's, so is there a difference in the cups? No, the cups are all the same. They're all free. Every club doesn't charge for them. Okay. But the way they look at it, it gets people down there to go out and drink and have fun. Because a lot of times people want to go socialize outside, especially when it's nice out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, all the restaurants down there have tables on the streets now. I did okay. see that. I saw a Solar. Yeah, Solar. St- yes. They got a whole suite set up. It's like curtained off and everything. Like, they, yeah, they it looks got really it. cool. I, mean, I can't remember all the restaurants there, but like a lot of them have them just sitting right outside the front of the restaurants, and it's it's great. Yeah. Is that is that something? I know they talked years ago. I know. I think Middletown did it where they're talking about doing that permanently. Is that something that you think is uh, going to happen? They told us what they were doing. They're trying it for a month, the two months, then in October, and if it works out great like it is right now, they're, they're going to make it a permanent thing. They oh, close shit. the streets down. I'm not sure at what time they close it down on Friday, but they don't reopen until late Sunday night. Okay, so they closed Fifth Street then. Yeah, they closed it completely. They oh, have fantastic. They got like dumpster trucks that you know pulling mm-hmm. where you can't get around. They got mm-hmm. the all, they got all kinds of stuff to block the roads. And the only thing I would like better with that when they block the roads, they have mm-hmm. somebody down there standing being you know some type of security. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, we go down to uh, to Memphis every year to Beale Street for the the music festival down there in Memphis in May, and seeing particularly after what was it South by Southwest where the um, where the the guy drove down the street and hit yeah. people and everything, we started seeing more and more stuff because Beale's closed from like six p.m. till three in the morning every single night, and um, then starting to see like the 
what do they call those things like the posts that they put in the ground that are yeah, like the, 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 the traffic posts the that raise up out of the street and seeing shit like that and it's like it's crazy that it's come to that you know to where it's it's but i mean i mean it was eventually the way things are going it's 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 not well, so it must be a mistake too right i mean you've got oh absolutely people or somebody with a medical emergency and they take a wrong right turn and, you got that many people on the yeah, street it's like yeah but yeah. well, the good thing about fifth is I, you know, I've been down for the Halloween thing a couple times, yeah. and, and just geographically speaking, it's so like tidy. It's just like you right. shut down that right, right that area. It's just a straight shot. Yeah, it's just it, I feel like it's built for that. Yeah, yep, yep. <clears throat> um, August third. How'd the night start out? The night started out just a regular night. We saw a lot of people on the streets coming down, having fun, having a good time. Everyone was socializing and. I mean, it seemed a little off. Did but, it? Yeah, I mean, to everybody, it did. It seemed we had a, we started out great, but then it kind of slowed down because people were just arguing with, amongst themselves. Really? And then people started coming out, coming in, and just started seeming normal again and having a great time. And did it? Did it seem? Was it? Was it as busy as you'd seen it? Or yes, it was, it was getting, a really busy it was night. Really busy night. Yeah, it was. It got real busy before even eleven o'clock. Okay. Did. Explain Ned Peppers the type for the people listening that have never been there. I know a lot of people that are listening have been there. What type of bar is it? Like, is it if you had to sum it up? You know, I would sum it up as a dance club. It's a dance club. Yeah, it's a dance club. It's got what? What's like a southwestern vibe in there? I think Tex-Mex type type Uh. style. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a while since he's been there. It has been. It has been. I haven't been in a long time. More of a hip hop bar. More of a hip hop bar. (laughs) It's a honky tonk. (laughs) (laughs) There's lizards and tequila all over the place. I see that. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) How many people can fit in nets? Oh, uh, they can fit over three hundred people. Three hundred people. Yeah, I mean, we pack them. I know it sounds horrible to say it like that, but we pack them in like sardines. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's one thing I do shoulder. remember from the times I went there. You know, because it did have. I mean, even when I was going when I was younger in my early twenties, it still had kind of a dance club vibe to it. But that was never. I, I don't have too much rhythm, so it's never been my thing. So and then new comes, you have to walk upstairs, Joel, and it's like. You know, right. I know that. Yeah. 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 They We've know witnessed that, that so, Absolutely. several times. <laughs> You'd have to throw him out. Yeah, yeah. Do the Joel. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do the Joel. <clears throat> and all the most of this stuff that I'm gonna be asking now is like I've you know pulled off of the news and off of the internet and everything like that. So that's kind of one one of the reasons I want to ask these questions is because well I don't know if they're accurate I don't know anything okay. like that. Um, at some point earlier in the night, the shooter who we're not deli- we're deliberately not naming. Uh, he came into Ned's, wasn't that right? That is correct. Yeah. Do you remember that at all? Like, I didn't remember him coming in until Channel Seven News showed me checking his ID on the news, and that's was my first time I've noticed it. And yeah, that's when I started getting a lot of hate mail, and I was like, if I knew what the guy was going to do, I would. You know, you, you literally got hate mail for that. Yeah, man. They said it was a lot of people said it was my fault, but you know, you got people grieving. People grieve different ways. I never heard that's un that is that unbelievable. Either. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I got, I got a lot of you know stuff on Facebook, but got phone calls at the club and people mad that I didn't oh, do something goodness. right then and there. It's like 
<laughs> well, well you, you know, I don't know about you, but my crystal ball's broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you did pull it out and say, if I knew If I knew what he was going to do, I wouldn't be a poor man. I'd be a very rich man right now. I oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. I tell you, you guys never played a lottery because I already won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that, I mean, that doesn't, it, even when you see the video of him coming in, that does that, you said it started, you remembered it then? I remember his face then once they showed it up, but he came in being a normal guy. I mean, he, the interaction he, was yeah, just normal. Interaction was normal. No red flags on him. I mean, he, he let me pat him down and everything. So hmm. he was good to go. Oh, shit. Jesus. We were the second club he came to. Yeah. He was at Blind Bob's earlier. He correct. Was at Blind Bob's for over almost an hour. Before then. Over in Nez for about 35, 40 minutes, I think they said. Wow. So you said he's in for 30 or 45 minutes at some point in the night. After midnight, correct? He leaves. Yes. He leaves the bar, goes back to his car, suits up for what he's intending on doing. Um, and then the shooting begins. Um, where were you at when it started? I, I worked the front door, so I was standing outside. And then we first we heard one shot go off, and immediately, I mean, I'm standing between Ned's and a hole in the wall, then Tumbleweed and Bob's cross the street. Mm-hmm. But right next to us was six cops. So they all re- started looking around like, that can't be what we think it is. Then we heard it again and again, and that's when we knew what it was. Okay, that, that leads into my next question. Um, on And again, the, the surveillance videos, they're grainy, the ones that you can, you can find online. They don't show any of the, of the actual shooter shooting in it, but it's, it's the angle from Nets, and then there's the angle from Hole in the Wall. You can see probably 75 80% of the people immediately start scattering or, or or jumping down but there was a there was a significant amount of people was one thing that i noticed that just kind of had the the like they didn't even know what was happening like it was yeah cuz uh there's there's an alleyway over by blind bobs that's where he came down walking first thing he shot up was their patio okay and the the first person killed was killed right there well, it's, it's no, as far as the I first person he killed was his sister really as he was suiting up yeah Jesus. That was his first one. Yeah. So mm. it, w- when it starts going on, that that was going to be my question. Did was it one of those things with you where was there like a what the fuck moment or like a you didn't really know what was going on? It was I know, knew I knew what the sound was. I've I've heard it mm-hmm. and I knew I was like, what the hell? That can't be going on down here because look what just happened recently at that point in time at other clubs. Right. So we're all looking around and then we as I look down the street, we see people running our way. So I get on my radio and tell the club that I also work for, Hole in the Wall, I tell them to lock the doors, shut it up. They get everybody locked down, get in, and I get ready to shut our door, and I realize there's people still running. Mm -hmm. So instead of shutting it, I just started yelling people get in, I started grabbing whoever I could to get in. Wow. It's... So that, that was that your immediate first thought when you realized what was happening? Yeah, my my immediate first thought, because I knew what it was, but once I saw what was going on... It was my thought was get everybody inside. Yeah, because I knew there was cops there. There, I mean, they're literally right next to us. So I wasn't yeah. worried about, about myself getting hurt, but I knew he was going to hurt others before they could get to him. Right, right. Wow, Jeremy, do you have? Is there some sort of training you've gotten for situations like that, or was it pure instinct? I was pure instinct. I mean, the city of Dayton. They always have a, a program with us to tell us what to do just in case something like that happens. They always tell us, shut all your doors, get everybody down, get your staff down, get customers down. Mm-hmm. They tell us even lock the front, back door, everything, because we don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. 
So at that point in time, we locked the back door. I was in the process of locking up the front door, but like I said, when I saw so many people still on the street, I just started yelling, get in, and I started reaching out, grabbing people. Then, unfortunately, I even, I even had to throw people back inside because they were trying to run out their front door. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's you think about stuff like that, and, and I, I mean, I conscious my my brother's a my brother's a police officer. One of my best friends is a police officer, and you hear about this stuff, and you, it, you know, I'd go to a lot of concerts, I go to a lot of public events, and it, I'm always consciously thinking if something were to happen, where where would I go? What would I do? But you never, it never even crosses your mind that it's actually ever going to really happen. Yeah. So I mean, so the the sh- the shots are going off outside, and you're ushering people in. Did it cross your mind at all that he might try to come into the bar? Yes, it did. It, the only reason why it crossed my mind is because the way he was, the way he sprinted across the street from Bob's, mm-hmm. he came clear on the other side of the sidewalk where we're located at, and that's where he was walking, speed walking, shooting. So when did, is that the first time you saw him? Is across the street? Yes. Okay. The first time I saw him was across the street, but I didn't see him. See him. I saw people falling first. Well, hmm. he kind of led into that next question about, you know, the, the training, um, you know, if you guys had ever done anything like that, which which you answered. I mean, but was it something that you ever thought would happen? I mean, had no, it ever I crossed mean, your mind that this could possibly happen? Or no, I mean, we live in, you know, in Ohio and, you know, Dayton, Ohio, that, that Oregon has been around for longer than I've ever been around. And oh, yeah. so, I mean. I didn't ever think that would could ever happen in our area. I mean, we see people, you know, that carry a handgun. I mean, it, they're allowed to. It's Ohio. You're allowed to carry concealed weapon. Right. So we see that a lot every once in a while. But I've never in my life ever thought to hear somebody shooting it. Right. Right. The whole, from what they say, the whole the whole encounter from the first shot to when it was over was 60 seconds or under. 32 seconds. 32 seconds. Did it seem like that short, or did it seem like it was an eternity? It seemed a lot longer. So a lot longer than that? Yes. Yeah. So did the world, like, slow down? I mean, because everybody <laughs> talks about when they're under that, that big to me, the, To me, no, no, the world didn't slow down. To me, it, it was just, the only thing that went through my head was, and I'm literally just watched my be- one of my best friends get shot in the head. I'm sorry for that. So I was, I mean, I knew some of the guys that died at the feet at, at, in front of the door. Mm, so I was, I was like, I can't believe this. It was like watching a movie, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. I mean, stuff you see on a movie, I mean, stuff that I would never thought I would see. So, Are you doing all right? I, I've been, I got PTSD and anxiety, sure. depression, and I don't sleep well. So, I mean, we had our one-year anniversary over it, and it still haunts me every day because I see some victims, and I talk to them, and... Some of them still blame me for what happened to them, and I understand. So, what type of uh, what type of support group are you working with? If you don't mind me asking, I was reaching out to a support group, um, some veterans that I know. But mm-hmm. believe it or not, some of the biggest support system I've had has been the the six officers that were involved. That's they've, outstanding. They've reached out to me and they've talked to me. We talk still to this day, and I was getting you know. Psychiatry help on all that good stuff. Absolutely. But when all this COVID stuff started, all that stopped. Right, right. And, you know, the city of Dayton offered to get it for me again, but you have to do it over phone, and that's just not It's, it's not, not the, the same. same. No, yeah. it isn't at all. No. And that's something that, that was important for me here with the, the, whole, the whole stigma with what goes on with 
seeking help when it comes to depression and, and you know traumatic events. And it almost has like a negative stigma to it that I think well, needs to go away. Well, a lot of people, including myself, you know, I can't go get the help because if I get the help, it shows I'm weak. It shows I'm not man enough. I can't. But I think my final part made me get help is when I'm awake, but I could tell you who I'm looking at. And right, no, no doubt. Yeah. So no doubt. I, I, I swear up and down. I this this asshole I would see in my dreams. I then I started seeing him while I was awake. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's cost me, you know, some close friends of mine that were there, and then seeing him now still in my dreams it's gotten worse after the one year anniversary is over really yeah can we talk about that a little bit how, how was it how did the one year anniversary go because there wasn't i didn't see a lot of fanfare i don't know about the rest of the group around the table uh, but not not necessarily fanfare but you know i i figured it would be i guess a little more it was quieter yeah yeah it yeah. was quiet yeah well supposedly from what i was told by one of the guys that organized the candle visual mm-hmm. that uh he was asked to not advertise it because of the COVID. Okay. Didn't want people down there. Didn't want a huge gathering, which, you know, I understand. It's it's something that the city has to take serious and count and, you know, right. look after. But the people that did come out, everyone wore a mask. A lot of news media showed up there. The city of Dayton was, you know, they tried to do their best by doing something over the Internet. Mm-hmm. But it's just not... You know, it wasn't the same, right? And I know, I know they wish they could done more because mm-hmm. you know, I, the, the the mayor of Dayton, she's you know, she's wonderful. I'm not going to lie to anybody about it. Everybody can say, well, she didn't do this, she could done that. Well, she, she did what she was able to, right? Right. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people were upset. Even I was upset for the lack of effort that they did. But then, being an adult, you also have to understand. 200 of us showed up there, then 175 of us got COVID. Uh, right. Then what are you going to say about her? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. So that's how you got to look at it. And I, I understand. I, mean, I, I love the mayor. She's, you know, I get to meet her and talk to her. She's great. She's great people. And she's doing a, I, I think she's doing a great job. But would I have liked mm-hmm. to see more done? I mean, absolutely, I'd like to see more done. I mean, but maybe when all this is over, maybe they'll be able to step up and put something down to Oregon for the, you know, the victims. You mean like a permanent plaque or a memorial? A plaque, memorial. I like to see something put down there. Okay. I mean, I, I really and truly would. Oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, cause I, I, mean absolutely. I mean, you have some huge heroes that night. I mean, oh, not, yeah. not just the law enforcement, the first responders. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but we had a gentleman, not even from our area, mm-hmm. covered up two people and, you know, lost his own life saving, yeah. saving people. I've seen that story. Yeah. I mean, that's a hero right there. I mean, then we, 100%. and then I see people laying in the middle of the street bleeding and, Bouncers, barbacks, you know, bartenders—they all come running out of every single bar downtown, coming out to help. Yep, that was one of the things I noticed was um, the the barback. I don't know his name uh, from Tumbleweed. See him every single time I play there. Talk to him, say hey, and uh, he was in in a lot of the videos out there doing doing you know first aid on people. And it was just like it's crazy when you see people that you know. You know, these things happen. You know, all over the country, it's becoming more and more regular, which is a shame. And but it's, it's still they never really hit home. Like when, yeah. until it's until it's you see, you're seeing the people that you know out there, and it's just it's unbelievable. But yeah, it was the reaction of what in the stories I've heard about people and what they were doing and the help that was being offered immediately afterwards was just I mean it 
restores your faith in humanity. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot of it does. I mean, if we're talking about just that night, it was just. I know nurses and doctors that hang out down to Oregon, mm-hmm. and a few of the nurses were there. And you know, one nurse that I know very well. She first thing she did was run out the street as shooting was still going. No man to give a guy CPR. Wow, it's unbelievable. The first thing she did, and then and I don't remember the gentleman's. No, I shouldn't say gentleman. I don't remember the officer's name, but there was one officer that knew for a fact there's no way I can get an ambulance here. They took somebody through the back of the cruiser and just took off. Yeah, wow. they did that with quite a few. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're doing that knowing there's active shooter, but you know, mm-hmm. they're more worried about innocent victims instead of trying to get some type of more rescue and aid to their brothers and sisters that in arms there. Mm-hmm. They're more worried about us, which to me shows. The true right. aspect of, of a of a police officer, right, right, absolutely. That's what's lost with all of this shit that's going on right now. It's like, I mean, to be honest, I, yeah. I mean, I don't want anyone to be offended. Just, I work down at Ned's, and when people come up to the door at Ned's, there's been quite a few. Hey, why is these cops standing here? They're going to give me a hard time. Oh, look, piggy, piggy, piggy. I'll look and say, you know what? Go away. Right. They're right. here. I mean, they're not. So you know what? Less than a year ago, you were praising them, shaking their hand. You're right. Tell them how great they are. Isn't it amazing? Because of what happened in a different city, different state. Don't get me wrong. I understand it was horrible. Right. It was horrible. I'm not judging what the guy did in his own personal time. That's it. Doesn't matter. What happened to him was horrible. But you know what? Our cops didn't do that. Right. 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 I mean, what's? I mean, you're a cop. Are you supposed to go down to another city and state and help them fight crime? No, I mean, this, no, this is your I, I area. I get paid by the jurisdiction that I work for, but <laughs> right. I tell you what, I, I worked that evening when I heard that going on, and that was that was tough for me to stay where I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once they drop the numbers, and that's when we got to drop the numbers, you know, you want to go. I mean, but, you know, do we need someone that from 15 miles away to go down to the city of Dayton? I'd have went. When, when they dropped that number, I mean, so many cops showed up, but the thing that, in my head, still stands out, we didn't know there was more than one active shooter. Right. Right. Oh, that was the chaos had been that unbelievable. Was, that was going into that was going and into God my next for, into my next question. The everything that you've gone through. Right. And we'll talk offline for a couple other things we mentioned earlier, but uh, you know, I, I just could not imagine standing there in that chaos. Mm-hmm. And hats off to your brother. I'm damn proud to be sitting here talking to you. Oh, Man, yeah. you did a great yeah, thing. Yeah. You talk about heroes. And uh the little things that everyone does in their in their everyday life. I mean no way did you wake up that morning thinking, man, I'm going to be all over, you know, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I didn't. No, you, you're, you're just a man doing your thing. I just, and, I, you know, I've been all across this country. Joel has. I think we've all traveled. You know, we were talking about travels down in Fatheads before we came up here. People are generally good, and everyone wants to help their fellow man. And, and it just kind of aggravates me because, you know, those times, you know, after that, uh, you know, you were out doing what you would expect someone else to do if you had a you know, a friend or a loved one, you know, you're helping out, you're doing your thing and, and instinct kicked in and that shows, you know, the good heart and the good soul that you have, you know, um, you know, Joel was talking about training, you know, how do you train for that? Exactly. I mean, I, exactly. I've been a cop for 28 years and you don't train for that kind of chaos, you know, but when the, when the, the, the speaking of the chaos, that kind of leads into the next thing. Um, the the what was it the the scene while it was going on with the scene in the bar because you had if I'm not mistaken with with Ned's there's two sets of double doors correct correct because you, you see on the videos there's there's a set that's open but then you barricaded a door what was the was it utter panic inside or did pe- were there people who didn't know what was going oh, on everyone or? knew I mean people got 
you know, trampled on. People running out the back doors. I mean, it's and I understand, but there's also people in there crying. I mean, Rathra was all said and done. There's a video on the inside of Ned's that somebody filmed. I don't know if you guys seen that or not, hmm. but you can actually see a couple holding each other yep. crying. Yep. And unfortunately, you can see me with the the guy's gun, and I'm yelling and screaming, at "Everybody, get the fuck back!" And, right? Because I was I didn't know what was going on either, and I didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it within I mean it was within within 20 seconds if that cuz right there on the side of the hole in the wall there were officers in their car, correct? Correct. So they're returning fire in a matter of seconds. That's correct? correct. Did you know like while this is going on and you're ushering people in, did you know that that it was going back and forth at that yes. time? You did. I knew it was going back and forth cuz you could see it ricocheting off the off the ground. Okay. Good Lord. Good Lord. I mean, one of the videos that you see me in, I'm wow. I didn't watch any of it until later on, but when I'm standing there and watching it, you can see bullets ricocheting, and then you know off the off the ground until we had two to hit the door, and I was right there at the door where it got hit, and then eventually I ended up getting hit. So, um, when when you realize again this like you said this it seemed like it was a lot longer but it was so quick when everyone just looks at it and goes like wow it was 32 seconds that's it's an unbelievable statement to to law enforcement how quick that happened but you know there was still like like we all know a lot of damage that was done at what point like when you when did you realize that he was coming to the door uh, as soon as he crossed the street so, so, so you, you before he even got there, you were under the assumption yeah. he was going to try. I to had the, an assumption he was coming to our club because why would you just want to stay in the street? Right. right. I mean, because not to try to sound rude, but I think somebody that that asshole was trying to make a name for himself, absolutely, go out in glory. Mm-hmm. And why would you want to stay out in the street when at that point in time we had a, we had over three hundred people in our club? Mm. We were the busiest club on the strip. Mm-hmm. And the way he was coming towards us and that blank stare he had in his face, he turned that corner. I was like, well, here we go. After you got the door barricaded, what did you have it in your head what your next move was going to be if he tried to get in there? Um, The only thing went through my head, and sorry my parents hear this again, it was, I guess, this is my time. I got on the radio and said, I love you guys. Take care of each other. Really? So Because I was ready to be shot to the... My whole goal was not to try to be a hero or tackle a guy. I knew if I, I mean, I sit here every day wondering, if I, what if I did this, did that? But the reality of it is, my whole point was just try to slow him down at the door because I knew the cops are right there. So when he came around that corner, I was still standing there. And the only thing I said to him, I guess you're going to have to kill me to get in too. So you actually talked to him? I, I, mean, I yelled, you're going to have to kill me to get in here. Oh, shit. Because wow. he, he pauses for a split second, like looking at me like, why are you still standing here? Yeah. The only thing went through my head was I'm too old to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my, my dad. My dad was a Marine during Vietnam, and my dad always said that if you think some another man is going to try to take your life, look him in the eyes and see what kind of man he really is. Right. Yep. Wow. It's. I mean, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So you, the stuff that you don't hear. I mean, yeah, you know. Right. right. But, so, so so you had mentioned uh, the rapport that you had with the the officers that work the Oregon district. Yes. So, you know, you had a high level of confidence that they were going to go out and do, I, I, do I, their job. I knew the cops would take care of it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we talked to them. I mean, I've always talked to the cops. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll come up. 
I know it's going to sound weird, but like we always tell them, hey, if you guys need our help, you let us know. Right. So yeah. they, they have an argument on the street. We only see one or two of them because there's, you know, there's 15, 16 guys. Oh, yeah. We'll all walk out the street right behind him until his backup gets there. And then we'll look at him and say, right. good. We'll say, you, you good? And he's like, yeah, we're good, guys. And we'll leave. But we're never going to leave an officer by themselves on the, on, awesome. at the outdoor gun. They know it. And they, they know it. It's every club. We'll all, we'll all come out because that's our family, too. I mean, awesome. the, the, we, we, we may not be cops, obviously, but we look at the Dayton cops as our family as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they look at us as family. It's a good so. partnership. Yeah. It's, they're amazing. The sergeants are there are amazing. I mean, every single cop that comes there. I mean, I met so many of them afterwards, and I really can't say anything negative about any cop in Dayton. They're a good crew. Good, good, good bunch of guys and gals are mm-hmm. dating BB. Was was there anyone else besides you, behind you, with you that you think had the same intention that you did when when it came to barricading the door? Were there people next to you? Or did you feel like it was if uh, you if you don't do it? it all the other happen? guys, they all knew. All the <clears throat> other bounce, they knew to get people down. Get you know, they covered up the bar staff, the, the girls. I mean, mm-hmm. they literally had the girls on the ground standing above them. Or laying on top of them. That's what they did, and that's what they're supposed to do. Uh-huh. I didn't see anyone, any other balance or anything. Far so far as I know, they are doing their job. What about uh, patrons? Or was it all just they were all run ground, ground and run? Chaos. I mean, yep. unfortunately, there's a video and a picture of it. I mean, some of them literally ran out of their shoes. Yeah, there was a pile of shoes left behind. So. We talked about this a little bit already. You meet eyes with him when he's coming to the door, and you know for sure that he's coming in there. Did what did you did you? See? He's been exchanging fire with cops for several seconds now. What did you see in his face? Like was he was it? Did he look like he was afraid? Did he look like he oh, was? He, he knew what he was doing. So there was no there There's, was no shock or anything on no, his face. He, what he was wasn't happening? Hesitating. He wasn't. He had a his jacket on with his bulletproof vest on. He had his, uh, you know, his hear, his, mm-hmm. his hearing aids or whatever you call those things on his for, his for shooting. He had his mask on that covered up his mouth, his nose. One thing hanging out was his eyes. Really, and he had his backpack on and his brown shorts, so he knew exactly what he was doing. And the stare he had was, "I'm here to hurt anyone." Really, that just, was his intentions. Just before, just before he gets to the door, he goes down. Did you know that he was hit right when he? I knew he was hit, but if you watched uh, the video, I mean, I've recently watched it. He's fighting to get back up. Okay. And as he's fighting to get back up, that's when you see more shots going into him. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. No. Seeing that. I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, listen, I think what's so impressive about this story is just that you had these thoughts. I mean, that, exactly, exactly. For 30 seconds, I would probably still be thinking it was firecrackers. So, right, so it's, <laughs> right, so right, I'm right. So, I'm so impressed by you that you had all these thoughts and made all these calculated decisions. Exactly, yes. In such a short time. I, I, yeah. I'm so impressed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is definitely not about me, but I was, a, um, what's the word? I was, the restaurant I worked at was armed robbed when I was uh, a teenager. I never, for one second in the five minutes they were there, thought about fighting back. So yeah. it's it's crazy for me. And there was no shooting. So it's a totally different situation. But the fact that you had these these thoughts I'm, I'm amid all the, the chaos, too. 
Right. I think that the thing that, that you said that is sticking with me is people were trying to run out the door. I mean, that that illustrates just how chaotic it was. It is, I mean, we had people trying to run out the front, and anyone that was trying to, you know, I threw in. There was a gentleman did a news, an interview with the news, and I didn't know at the time, but he was one of the guys I tossed back in <laughs> and he got bruised but he was, he, was he the one who said that you saved his life yeah. with yeah <laughs> yep i saw that one yeah i just I've, I've been running through some of them recently you chucked it back in yeah <laughs> get in there motherfucker yeah oh i'm glad you brought that up. i don't know if, if this is on on joel's list or not but i mean the, the media obviously these days what what are you what are your issues with the media coverage if any um of the of what happened, yeah, yeah I know we already we, or everything that's going on now in the uh, world. No, I think related to that incident. Besides, uh, besides getting your name wrong, I, which we joked about earlier. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I re- I really and truly think the media did it did it right. Good. I okay. mean, they they covered the story, but they also took time to remember the nine people that we lost. Yeah. And that's the most important part. Why, why I tell everybody the reason why I talk about it because. We have nine people that we lost that can't go back to their family. I mean, mm-hmm. ever since 2019, I don't do Christmas. I don't do Thanksgiving no more. I don't do any of that. There's nine people that can't. Mm-hmm. So why Gosh. should I? Yeah. So, I mean, the way they did that story and talked about those nine victims, it was amazing to me. But also, a lot of the news, when it came out, they started realizing that, hey, these other clubs, that they helped too. And they started covering the story. And they made that story amazing again. And it wasn't just a tragedy they told this time. They told of a celebration. Mm-hmm. And that's what meant it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that. That, mm-hmm. you know, you just didn't completely disagree with everything that was said. It was completely wrong. So that's, that, I'm, I'm glad that's, that's how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I feel about it. I mean, there's like a gentleman named Dion Green, you know, his, you know, he, he does a foundation now be, under, you know, in memory of his father, Derek. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen him on the news a lot yeah. lately. So yeah. he, he does a lot because tornado mm-hmm. hit and everything. He does a lot. He's a great guy, but the news covers him a lot, and which they should, I mean, because he's doing great things with the community. But the way they presented the story, every single news station presented it great and talked about the victims and mm-hmm. everybody that was there. Yep, yep. Um. Going back to the to the incident again, um, when you when you realize that he's been hit out front, what what's your next what's the next thought that goes into your mind? The gun, get the gun. The I, first thing that went through my head was we got to get the gun out of his hand because the way I looked at it, I know like I said earlier, it's like watching a movie. So every time you ever seen a, a shootout in a movie, when the guy's on the ground, the cops they don't go running because they know hey we don't know if he's dead, we don't know where the gun's at. I took the gun, and then they saw me have the gun, and all of a sudden they came up there a lot quicker. So they were able to get him in cuffs and run down the road and look for more, and they surrounded him. So they were there quick. Um, people I know closely, Mark being one of them, um, like, I, like I said before, my brother was you know in combat in the Marines, and our, actually our producer, uh, Dustin, he, was, uh, he served in Afghanistan Operation Anaconda. Um, between those two, not Mark, not included, um, those two guys, it's not, you know, it's not quite the same thing as you, but traumatic situations when they've been in them. I got two varying answers from them, you know, after having conversations about them, about the first time that 
they you know they train my brother came out of the womb as a marine like he you know he was he was he was going to do that and we knew it and hearing his perspective and Dustin's perspective on what it was like the first time they were actually like it's real now it's in it and they had varying answers for the way they reacted um Dustin was very much like I it, it, the training just kicked in and it didn't even I didn't even think about it. And it just went like that. My brother, on the other hand, said he was much more frozen up than he thought he would have been in preparation for it. Did you react the way that you thought you would in a situation like that? I know we talked about how we, you, you don't really know. You didn't really I, think anything like that would ever happen. I feel like I reacted the way I, I should because the way I look at it, I was doing my job. My job is the front door and protect anyone and everybody inside. So I like to think I reacted the proper way. Yeah. So yeah. That's the only thing that went through my head. Hey, this is your job. It's what you'll decide to do. It's the first mm-hmm. thing that kicked in. Yep. And, you know, you ain't getting paid that great, but <laughs> it's your job. So you gotta do yeah. What you gotta do. Yeah. I was going to wait till the end to ask this, but did you get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> they hooked you up a little bit, a little bit, a little no, bit. No, no. <laughs> not that great. But. No, um, sticking with the, the the traumatic experience thing, um, I was watching. Um, I was right in the midst of high school when the Columbine incident happened. It was very, you know, obviously people who were around it knew it was huge news, but it really hit home with people my age because I was right. I mean, I was a junior in high school when it happened. Um, I was watching a documentary. I know you've read the book too, the Columbine book, yeah. and um, watching watching that, there were there were several stories about people who. And Mark, maybe you can attest to this because you've been through some traumatic experiences mm-hmm. in the job that you do, where the weirdest things stick out to them from the incident that are completely unrelated. Like one of the girls at Columbine was talking about how she got on the ground, you know, thinking she's going to die and looked under like a side table of the classroom and saw a marker that she'd been looking for for like four months it had fallen and gone under there and that's what sticks out in her brain is there anything like that i mean no i mean weird stuff or or smells and stuff like that that or is it just pretty much uh, the only stuff that sticks out in my mind is stuff that's um the screaming is what stands yeah. out in my head more than mm-hmm. the screaming um uh, seeing the the victims, yeah, the way they were shot up and hurt, and that's the stuff I can't get over. I mean, there's nothing other than that. There's the stuff that stand out to me is just stuff that was that's surreal to me because yeah. it was. Well, I mean, it is like surreal. That changes your DNA. I mean, you look at life totally differently once you've been through an experience like that. Yeah, sorry you had to go through that. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry I went through it too, but I'm glad I was there to. Oh yeah, do yeah, my I, part. But are, are, are you a religious man? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> right there with That's you, okay. brother. <laughs> We've had many debates about that. Well, on this you show. know, but but a higher power put you where you needed to be, and, and, and you were you were to be right where you were to be that night. I just, you know, I, it's unfortunate that those nine people, you know, lost their life. But think about, you know, without your involvement that evening, how it could have went the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the wherewithal to challenge him. And you'd mentioned earlier when you threw the challenge out, he he was stunned for that moment. You know, and that that moment, you know, or that breath it may take, that's where, you know, the DPD guys had that extra, 
few seconds to be able to, you know, engage. But I feel that, you know, everyone was in the right place that night that needed to be there. And it, and it came to a quick resolve. Unfortunately, yeah. there was some tragedy there, but, you know. Right, right. What, um, we talked about it a little bit. What, what was the police interaction like after, right after it happened? I mean, was it? Um, the, the police interaction right afterwards, I mean, they were, they were looking to make sure active shooter, but instead of, you know, running down the road looking, every time they saw someone injured, they stopped and helped right away. Really? They stopped, helped. They, they helped everyone they possibly could. I mean, they got, you saw cops out there banging the people up, CPR, everything. You name it, they were doing it. They were, they were on top of their game. Yeah. And that's why in our society right now, people say cops are bad, you know, cops are this, cops are that. Look, I don't care where you work at. You can always have a bad apple somewhere. Right, right. Absolutely. It doesn't mean they're all that way. Right. That's just how I feel about it. That's why I take it real personal because, I, I, you, you know, we got to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And I wear the blue flag mask. Right. Good for you. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I work loves yeah. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, Absolutely. The only place I don't wear is at my job in a factory because, right. you know, I don't have to there. Right. But everywhere else I go, even at Ned's, I wear it. Mm-hmm. And some people get offended by it and like you know what that means like yeah it's why i'm wearing it (laughs) and they're like like, what does it mean to you i said if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be alive right Mm -hmm. so why shouldn't i support them right right so Mm -hmm. at what point did you realize that you'd been wounded when then the police also the other part of interaction they had to do which i felt horrible for them they had to gather up witnesses and they had to walk them down to another bar, which was Dublin Pub. Okay. And that's where they had a they had a big greyhound waiting for everybody. Mm-hmm. And four cops came up to me and escorted me down to get me down there. And you know, I was I'm not gonna lie, I was crying. I was you know, I was crying oh, like a little yeah, baby because yeah. what I saw. And first thing went to my head was I'm in trouble. I touched a guy's gun. So really, I'm wow. I'm being walked down there and you know I'm freaking out. And then you know when I get down there. They're talking to me. Then there's a gentleman that was on the street helping everybody, and mm-hmm. he was a you know an ex marine. He saw me over there crying. Came up, gave me a hug, and he goes, "Look, you don't know my name. I don't know you, but let me look at you." I said, "What are you talking about?" And that's when I realized I had blood up coming out of my leg. Oh my! Oh wow! And I had stuff sticking out of my leg, which you know later I find out obviously with a bunch of shrapnel on my leg. So I got lucky, but that's when I realized when they took me down Dublin Pub. That's wow. when they put me on the gurney and took me away. Wow. And it was a it was a ricochet that that got you. Is that what I understand? Or? Yeah, I got. They're not sure how I got it, but they all I know is I got about that big of a piece still in me. No oh shit. no, kidding! Wow. Yeah, huh. I, I did. I hear that in an interview. I didn't. I wasn't sure if you still had it in there yeah, or not. I, but I you, still have it in me. That's why, you know, I got problems. I got permanent nerve damage from my kneecap all the way down my ankle, my right leg. So. You said that you said in one of the interviews I saw that that you, you kind of I, I like is not the right word, but you're kind of content with having it in there because it kind of reminds you of it reminds me of the nine people we lost. Yeah, if those nine fe- nine families going through what they're going through, I can handle a little bit of pain every day. Yeah, so yeah. it's my way to remembering the, the the nine that we lost. I don't ever want it taken out. I know eventually people tell me it could work its way out of my skin and come out on his own when us whatever but yeah. i don't ever want to have it removed yeah i want it to stay i mean I, if i get a blood infection from it all oh well i yeah. can take medicine for it yeah 
Um, how long were you in the hospital for? Four days. Four days. What um, what was it like waking up the next day? If you slept, which I oh no they they uh, they sedated me. Oh, did they? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they sedated me because I had to. Uh, had uh, two friends that were allowed in there because they knew me well. Well, uh, one was a nurse, and one was you know another one works for a, nur- a hospital area, and they knew her both and contact both of them. And it was weird because my first actually woke up with memory anything. You wake up and I look one way. There's two cops standing there. And I look another way. There's a guy standing there with a badge and a gun on. <laughs> and he goes, hi, I'm detective. And I was like, oh, should I pretend I'm asleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I turned my head and I look. I, I, the person sitting there. I was like, am I in trouble? She goes, no, no, you're not in trouble. Why did you think that? cop was, you think you're in trouble? Why? I was yeah. like, well, I know what the... What happened? Am I in trouble for the whole gun thing? He goes, "Nah, you're okay. We understand. We appreciate you helping us out with that." So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the The first time I heard about your story was on a was on a social media post, and um, somebody we are joint friends of ours, Jordan Chats. Uh, okay, shout out to Jordan, good good, good friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> manager up there at the Beat Hubs in Troy. <clears throat> Shared a shared a picture of you and, and and said a really positive thing about being proud to know you and and you know you're the you're the the epitome of Dayton Strong, which became to you came to be known as. Um, do you uh, people throw the word hero around? And sometimes in life, it's 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 accurate. Sometimes it might be a little bit of a stretch. Do you consider yourself a hero? And since you put that, that for me, it's a stretch. I'm not a hero. I just did my job. My yeah. job was to help help my friends and my family in there and I look at the Oregon district as my family. Yeah. So no, I'm not a hero. Uh the heroes that night or the first responders and everyone else who helped on the streets. From strangers to people that work there, they're heroes. Um, I just did my job. I'm gonna have to disagree with yeah. you on that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's four guys here at the table that think you belong in that category, my friend. So the um after all this happens, then the limelight starts to happen. You know, you, you get you know the you, the University of Dayton halftime. They brought you out, and which yeah. was was amazing. You know, and, and everything like that. You had the local news stories. You said earlier, which is a shock to me because I had not heard anything about that about about having you know negative people saying negative things about you and stuff like that. I, I saw the majority of what I ever I saw online was always positive support, you know, people talking about being proud to know you, like we were talking about with Jordan. Did, I mean, how did all the positivity feel? Like, I mean... And believe it or not, it it felt great because mm-hmm. with the, the issues that's going on in my head, it's easier for me to talk about it, but being able to get positive feedback and people talk to you about it and you talk to them, it makes you feel great. And plus, a lot of people don't understand. It, it does help me to be able to talk about it and I can it's, imagine. It's, yeah, it's it's nice to hear it, but like I tell everybody, I'll even tell you that if you want to call someone a hero, I can give you six cops. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can call them and tell them thank you. I can. The the lady that helped me out in the hospital, the nurse, I got to meet her. I think two weekends ago, mm. and so wow, that was amazing for me. How long? How long till you went back to work? It took a little bit of while. I. uh Try to go back work one night. I made it to the back door and mm-hmm. got back in my car and went home. Mm. 
Then I tried again a couple other times where I was able to get in. As I walked up to the front door where I work at, I just couldn't open the door. Yeah. Then I finally, when I, I say about a month, maybe a little bit longer than that, I finally went back full time. <laughs> and everybody's like, was it too soon? Honestly, yeah, it was. Way too soon. But I did it to show everybody, if I can be here, not let him beat me. You guys won't let him beat you. That was that was one of the things I saw that that resonated um, with me. We said that in um, I, it was one of the national news outlets that interviewed you. Which to set that up, how awkward was that having to do those those national news stories? Oh, it wasn't awkward at all. I mean, until I did it, I, when I did one with Triple H, that was the most intimidating, awkward moment. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that when I got that down the list. Yeah, I got some questions about that. Um, no, I mean, did uh, did you know we've kind of talked about this, but do do you harbor any survivor's guilt about yes about all this? A lot of it. Yeah, I would, I would trade my spot for any nine of them to bring them back and walk this earth any day of the week. If you could tell me, hey, if you die right now at this point, we'll be come back from the grave. Cool, let's do it. Wow, it's it's impressive. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it I mean, it's just not many people would say that. No, not a lot of people I mean, think like you. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't think twice. <laughs> um, getting ready for this interview, I, I stalked your social media page a little bit, <laughs> and I did. I did find out that we share a birthday, sir. Um, September nineteenth. <laughs> Happy birthday! Oh, it's mine too. and mine you as too. well. Yes. Um, a lot of your posts on there that I've seen, you know, you don't have a whole lot of them, but you you post. You've been posting regularly. A lot of positivity on there. A lot of. Uh, um, you know, talking to people about staying positive and doing stuff like that. How do you stay positive now? I stay positive by doing the same thing I preach. I mean, if you see a stranger on the street, I mean, say hi. You don't know what someone's going through. Mm -hmm. If you can help somebody, help them. It's not about, hey, I need to be recognized for this. I need to be recognized for that. It's, you don't have to. You see somebody, like, I, I when I work in a, Anywhere, even at the nightclub, if I see customers come in, I'm like, hey, you having a bad night? What's going on? You want to talk mm -hmm. about it? I mean, saying hi to somebody, believe it or not, can take their negativity and turn it right back up. You're, you're right. That's totally right. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's just how I am. I've always been that way. I've always been the person that will do anything for you, mm -hmm. even if I don't know you. You call they your nickname. They call you Chair Bear, don't they? <laughs> I've heard that one around yeah, town. Uh, <laughs> some really good friends of mine gave me that nickname, Chair Bear, and they used to come down to Oregon State in front of people. I'm like, saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Mark so. calls me a bear, but it's for totally different reasons. Um, <laughs> now, if if going back to it, if if there was anything you could go back and you could do differently, would there be? Anything, if, you, if you're thinking, you said before that you reacted the way that you thought you should have reacted. Is there anything that you think that I would have done differently if you could go I back? I question if I could go back, what if I would have ran and tried to tackle him? What if, would that have saved a life? Two mm -hmm. lives. I question that every time I watch those videos. Figure if I could, hey, could I run, tackle him? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? Mm -hmm. What if I would have did this? Or what if I would have done that? Right, right. That's the stuff I question. We don't. I know we, we don't like to get political on here, and we're, we're this one question that's kind of in the political realm. Is there anything that you think could have prevented this? <laughs> um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, there's a gentleman that hid the gun, hid the vest. I think he could have been a man that spoke up. 
Because yeah. you knew when he came to pick that up from me, he wasn't going to a target practice with it. Right. right. And I also think when he was younger, when he had his hit list and his rape list back when he was in junior high or elementary, whatever it was. Right. To me, that was a red flag. His mom and dad should have stepped in and helped. But I'm not trying to – I don't put the blame on them at all because, unfortunately, for that family – their mom and dad, probably one of the hardest things you have to do, they bury both their kids. Oh, yeah. At the same time. And that's, mm-hmm. to me, my heart goes out to them for that. But I feel really bad for the sister. But for him, I'm glad he's burning in hell. That was going to be one of my questions later in here. But um, we, we got a few left here. Um, so a 32-second event is, uh, is forever going to link you to a stranger that you met briefly to check his ID. Um. And you're very well could have been if you you probably were the last thing that he saw on Earth. Um, you, I've read certain things about past victims and traumatic experiences and people easily forgiving and people almost even showing like kind of an odd sympathy for the evildoers. And what I I think you're going to answer, you've already pretty much answered it. Have you ever had any of that towards him at all? No. Or no, not I don't whatsoever. Feel- I, I really and truly hope I'm the last thing he saw knowing, hey, we beat you. Mm-hmm. We won. Do you believe that he was the getting a little bit mark on this when you know talking about the faith thing? Do you believe he was the personification of evil or do you think that he was just a troubled? I just think he's a troubled kid that believed his own beliefs. But as far as evil, there's there's still evil in our world today. I don't think he was the he's not the face of evil. No. Yeah. He's just somebody that was trying to copycat to make a name for himself right right one of the last questions um i kicked this one around um thinking about whether or not i should even ask it um if you had a magic machine that could allow you to have a conversation with him would you and one and two if you would what would you say to him if i could have a conversation with him i would talk him out of what he was going to do that night I would found a way to say, hey, look, this isn't the way to go. This is not a way to make a name for himself. But I also would have been honest with him. If you want to kill yourself, let's just take you to get some help. Mm-hmm. Take you to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. The, way, the route you're going, you're not just punishing yourself. You're punishing all of us, right. including your family. And that's something that he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of anyone that, you know, everyone, there's, there are suicide hotlines. There's a way to get help for suicide. Suicide is never a way to go, but I do understand people have, we have our inner demons and sometimes it eats you up too much and mm-hmm. people think it's the easiest way to go. And, you know, in their eyes, yeah, I don't judge them for that. But for him, I would have hopefully been able to talk him out of it yeah. or just tell him, hey, you want to make a name for yourself? You want to shoot somebody? Just shoot me right here. Shoot me in the head. Make yourself feel like a bigger man going your way. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Son, it's yeah, the whole thing. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's it's like I said, you don't think you're a hero, but I I think you're a hero, sir. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, sir. I mean, in in just what what stuff like this doesn't it it's it's not it doesn't just stop at like you can attest to it doesn't just stop at the event that happened. It continues going on. I mean, it'll go on for generations when you're talking about just the history of it and knowing what happened, knowing where you stand, and just how many people it affects in such a negative way and it's just all so pointless like it's just i mean it's it was a 
coward act. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, hey, we knew this about him. We knew. Well, if you knew it, why didn't you speak up? That's right. another thing in right. our our society is like, well, I can't tell on somebody. If I tell on somebody, I, I'm I'm a rat. I rat yeah, people I'm out. Yeah, I'm a snitch. That's bad. Yeah. Not necessarily. I'm never aspect. The I mean, thing I wanted to come back to is is I'm really surprised. Is there like a a coalition or a foundation of people trying to do a memorial down there? Has, anyone, has there been a conversation about it? I heard from other people there's supposed to be something that was supposed to happen this year, but okay. due to COVID, they couldn't do anything. So we'll see. I mean, they're talking about once all this is all said and done to COVID, okay. there's going to be something permanently put there. I hope so. I, th- I think it's Absolutely. important. It is. I think it's very important to have, you know, a plaque of the nine names or right. pictures or, or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand that we don't want to be known for the shooting, but we also don't want to forget and celebrate the lives that we lost. Right. That's right. something that should be never forgotten. The incident should never be forgotten. It the one the biggest positive thing out of that was drew is the community closer together. Yes. I mean they, they say Dayton Strong, it's it's not just a, a gimmick. It actually we live it. You walk down there we all everybody go out of their way to hug you and tell you they love you. All my friends, guy, girl, I don't care before I leave, I always tell them I love them. Because you good, never know. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. You do, you you never you never know. That was one of the things too. I mean, in the in I remember it was it was the the following weekend. Um, I just had this drive to. I mean, it's like I I got to go down there. I got to go to Tumbleweed. I got to go see him. And just the, I mean, <clears throat> it was like the. Uh, like you were saying about the positivity about it, and just I remember walking into Tumbleweed, and you know Michelle, the yeah. the bartender Michelle and Mo. It's like I just got, I just remember walking in there, and she just came around the bar and gave me the biggest hug, and just started crying, and it was just like, man, I mean, it's a shame that it takes stuff like that for people to, to to feel that way, you know what I mean? But it's it's and and how quickly we lose it. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean. It's a shame how we lose it, but the one thing I can say about the Oregon, everybody works there. We haven't lost it. We have the love for everybody still. That's I'm right. Sure. I'm sure. It, yep. the, the, there's a good vibe that's down there, and, yeah. and a lot of positive energy post the event. If you go down there and hang out, and, and I think it's fun to go. Yeah, I love that place. I love this town. I mean, it's it's. There's nowhere else I want to be. Absolutely, I, I so. love I love Dayton. I mean, it's a great community and. I just don't want to see anything forgotten about these about this tragedy. I want if I have kids, I want my kids to know about it. You know, right? I want it to be something taught to our kids. You know, this is what happened, and right. Look out for yourselves and everyone else. Mm-hmm. You're one of a kind, man. Definitely, yeah. yes, definitely sir. are. Yeah. What uh, what a lot of people don't know about you is uh, you're also a professional wrestler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's your What's your stage name? I believe it or not, I for years I just went by Ganger. Ganger. That's all I went by, and then eventually my peers nicknamed me the Pitbull. The Pitbull. That's the one. I. That's the one I read. Yeah. And so <laughs> everybody was like, "How?" Everybody calls themselves the Pitbull. I was like, "I don't call myself that." And it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best nicknames are the ones people give you. <laughs> right. You right. 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 For yourself. So my, the guy that trained me, you know, not trying to plug him, but you know, Cody Hawk. He. Does a lot of work for WWE now and stuff like that. Sammy Callie, all those guys. Uh-huh. He had to train all of them. He's the one that nicknamed me. Yeah. Know, the pit boy. He's like, dude, every time you're down and out, not just in the ring, but I've seen you 
have to bounce in a club. They can trap you in a corner. You come out like a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pit bull. Yeah. How'd you get into wrestling? Uh, I've always interested in it, and I think I was 26, 26 uh-huh. years old, and I got into it up here in Pickwell, Ohio. Okay. I was training there. Pickwell! <laughs> I was, Mark used to live in Pickwell. I, I did used to live in Pickwell. But it was to... called Piwa then, because <laughs> there was no IQ in Pickwell no. when he lived there. No. <laughs> No, oh, God. <laughs> I gotta have some more drinks. Oh, yeah, go yeah. for it. Go for it. Yeah, have, some, have some vodka. Yes, yes. No, no. Okay. Beer's bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the keto thing right now. Keto, myself. keto Joel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because I started getting into it when I was 26. And then uh, some other guys I met, the whole speak out movement. Uh-huh. So I gotta be careful who I speak about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I run into that problem all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> um, they introduced me to Cody. I did a wrestling show for him here at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds. Oh yeah, one of his big shows for him, and it was uh, a battle royal. They did like old school WCW where you had, you know, multiple rings, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and that's how he got me in there, and I. Made me one of the last remaining guys in the ring with him, and that's how it took off for me. Huh. So you like you were telling us down there, which I, I had no idea. Like you go all the way to the East Coast and yeah. put doing Jersey and around here, and you're still doing it. Yeah, I, I love doing it, and it's the hardcore matches is where it's at. I love being the light twos, the barbed wire. So you do all that shit too. Yeah. Oh man, you guys are fucking nuts. Yeah. Man. Staple guns and all Staple that Staple guns. Oh, I, yeah. got, I got pictures that blow your mind. <laughs> oh, man. We, sure. we used to do that. We were talking about, we, you know, we both know the, uh, the Necro Butcher is a, a friend of ours. Um, just we, we would watch those videos down there at that state, oh, and they'd put, like, God. compilations together of that lunatic. And the shit that he would do was like, oh, my God, this guy's out of his mind. Even that scene in The Wrestler. Yeah, wrestler movie. Oh my god! Yeah. He's got that staple gun. And he's going to a town on his forehead. Uh, I've took a staple gun in my head. I fluorescent light tubes. That's Man. the that's the most popular one to use. So. Barbed wire. Yeah, <laughs> it's, good a good time. <laughs> the, it's a good time. <laughs> how did the uh, how did the NXT wrestling thing happen? Oh, the NXT thing happened. Um, I got hit up on my uh, Facebook by another wrestling company. And I just blew it off. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. So a wrestler that at that time was working for them, then he, you know, he's no longer there working for him. He reached out to me and goes, hey, this is real. Can you respond to this? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And he goes, no, really, they're going to call you. And you talk to him. <laughs> How he's, pissed were you when you thought it was a joke? I wasn't. Like, who I wasn't, the fuck would do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like, you know, all these wrestling fans, are, you know, my wrestling buddies are making fun of me, having a good time with it. <laughs> and then when I found that was real, I was like, oh. So So they flew, it was in Orlando, correct? Yes. They flew you down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, presented you with a uh, honorary championship belt. And explain to the listeners who aren't huge wrestling fans what NXT wrestling is. It's a it's a, a like a minor league for WWF almost. It's it's their guys who are, on, who are not on the main roster. Okay. I don't call their minor league because those guys and gals are amazing. Right, right. I mean they're true professionals there, and they can do anything anyone else can on that main roster, and they're unbelievable. And they could potentially get taken out of that and onto the main roster. Correct. correct. That's where a lot of them come from. I mean Keith Lee, he just got called up, and mm-hmm. everybody on that was it Restitution. They're all from NXT, so they're all getting called up right now. Huh. 
So they like you got to, you got to spend like the whole day down there at the training the, facility. The and first day I went down, it was at the training facility. You walk in there, and you know if you're a wrestler, you walk in like God. Why couldn't I train here? Yeah, <laughs> it was it's just amazing. You get to meet everybody and talk to everybody, and then the next night they're having a show. And that's when I got to go there and do interviews with Triple H and. I saw that, that that video, man. That is a big son of a bitch, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was like, what's he like six five or something? Something like that. He's, He's big guy. Gigantic, I mean, man. Yeah, it's like I mean, good like, God. This one reporter kept asking me, "Well, you're a hero. How do you feel about being called a hero?" And I was like, "I was just doing my job." And the guy kept going and going. Mm-hmm. So he goes, "You know what? This is what I like about him. More and more, I get to know about him because he'll just tell you, I just did my job." He goes, yeah. That's not his job. Yeah, because a lot of us would have ran. He goes, so this guy is so laid back and so humble. Just let's move on to the next question. Yeah, did you get any of that with any of the national news media trying to trying to get anything out of you more than you wanted to give them? Or no, the first people I agreed to do was, uh, you know, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I agreed to do them because. Everybody wanted to hear my story, hear this. And I was like, I'll tell you guys if you give me one agreement. And they said, well, what's that? I go, I don't want just locally. I want to go nationally. I want everyone to know mm-hmm. that we're fine. We're going to recover from this. Dayton's going to come back even stronger. They guaranteed it to me, and it went everywhere. Mm, yeah. That's what I wanted. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and they, it, is. it is. Good Morning America, they pre- presented that story great. The Everyone that I talked to in Good Morning America, they're amazing. They're an mm-hmm. amazing group of people. And then the one local area that I thought was amazing was Fox Forty Five. So yeah, yeah, they did. They did the kind of the longer interview with you, correct? Yeah, the, yeah. for the Super Bowl. Adam, yeah, Adam was he, he? He's amazing. So everyone at Fox Forty Five, I still see them on the streets and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Every news report I've ever talked to, I still see them. They're all great. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, what I say: ten countries, six continents. Are all listening? We don't know how often. Antarctica, <laughs> where you at? Antarctica, where you at? Anything else you want the people of Earth to know about you? Oh no, I mean, no, it's just it's a guy just, doing your job. Where I'm just a guy doing my job. Everybody calls me here. I mean, it, it's great to hear it and being recognized. Like uh, I got the pictures on my phone. There's after the one year anniversary we were talking mm-hmm. about. People put a posted note saying how they loved me and mm-hmm. thank you for saving my life. This and that. It was just. Seeing stuff like that makes you very humble and realizing yeah. that, you know, you did something good to help someone. Yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, the world would yeah. the world would be a lot better place if there were more people like you in it. <laughs> Absolutely. It may or may not be my personal opinion, are. but I'm sure it's a lot of people's opinions. Um, you ready to have fun now? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the sad stuff out of the way. All right. The It List Podcast. As you know, we have a tendency to do some top five lists. Uh, uh, piggybacking. A tendency. A tendency. A tendency <laughs> it's just the concept of the show. It's just the concept of the show. We're doing some uh, piggybacking off of Mr. Ganger's wrestling experience. We're going to do top five best pro wrestlers of all time. This should be funny. This should be good. <laughs> I was a big wrestling fan when I was a kid. 
Come on, about, about Junior and I, well, I mean, that was who, who were the wrestlers back when you were? Oh, right? I was child of the eighties. Oh, oh, yeah, so the, the, so, best, yeah, the best ones, the best ones. You're older than, that. but you know, here's the thing about it. <laughs> I know I got a head that looks like I wore out yeah. two bodies. But. The thing about it is, you know, so many so many wrestling shows used to come to Hair Arena. Oh, Hair yeah. Arena. I remember that. Yeah. God bless Hair Arena. It's in the dust R. now. They're about to. Ne- did have they leveled it yet? Oh, it's in progress. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know this, but there's a restaurant on North Dixie. It's called George's now. I was there today for lunch, and I sent Fathead a few photos because I'm in there, you know, mugging with my. I've ate there. Place is good. Yeah, well, I grew up in that restaurant. It used to be Farmer Jack's. Oh. My dad owned that back in the '80s, and that's where I started working at. Well, you know, working in there on second shift after the WWF. Then they would do the shows. They would call us and they say, "Hey, we have a party at 21. Can you accommodate us?" Because there was only three restaurants in North Dayton then. Which was us, Frisch's, and, and the living room buffet. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, actually, that's back when the living room was a country music bar. That's how long ago that's been. Separate story there. But anyway, those guys used to come in, and that's how I was able to meet a few of those those acts that were able to come in. Okay. So, so I met them just through through working at the restaurant. But so it's kind of like kind of like a mini version of Marion's, you know, we yeah. see those celebrities on the wall. <laughs> yeah. We just weren't smart enough to take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took some Polaroids, but it wasn't had nothing to do with the celebrities. <laughs> so, so with that being said, what's your number one nomination My number for one. greatest wrestler of all time? <laughs> I know and, who's coming. And the yep. reason why I picked this here was because of the South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> the strong woman. Have you seen that one? There, no. Macho Man, oh, Randy Macho Savage. Man. Uh, uh, yes. We're not going to talk about my conversion. He's a Randy Savage. Oh man. my God! Macho what, man. He was, was he was a great entertainer, wasn't he? Oh my he God! With the hat and the glasses. Born in Columbus, Ohio. And there you go, yeah, another Ohio, Ohio boy. Native. Look at him there. Wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he a um, a, a highly recruited baseball player when yes, he was he young? Was. I believe was it the Reds drafted? I believe so. I thought yeah. they did. There you go. Uh, he signed by the Cardinals catcher in high school. Reds farm system. Yeah. Yep, yep. No shit. Yeah. That was uh yeah, I mean, how do you how do you have a conversation about the top five wrestlers and not talk about Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh, exactly. He was great on the mic. Oh that see. cream of the crop thing. Mean Gene was I'm telling you, I, I say that all the time. There is nobody on this planet who who was more undervalued in the history of wrestling than Mean Gene Okerlund. He can, how that dude did not lose it every time he was interviewing people. Oh, yeah. and, he, and he just had that like bulldog look, like mm, 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 tell a macho man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, what was his signature move? The elbow drop. The elbow rope. drop. Oh yeah, top rope elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Kyle said Flying. from the top rope. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I remember his matches. Him and Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, the fire. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Dragon Steamboat. Ricky yeah. the Dragon. Look at that. The fucking hat. Man, what, yes. what, what's That's your... macho man there, dude. What's that? You goddamn there's right. The, there's the cream of the crop. Yeah, that's right. There. He's holding the coffee cream. <laughs> <laughs> the cream rises. <laughs> no, um, what's your take on like on, on WWE now as far as as far as the are you a regular watcher of it still? Yeah, I mean I still watch it. I mean it's hard to it's I still get into it, but it's like everybody else, you know, oh they don't have the fans, they don't have the fans. Having the fans always make a big impact. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But it's, I just watch because I, I love the entertainment aspect of it. But 
It's he also was, because it, I try to show support to those guys. Cause, I mean, everybody, well, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's this. Yeah. Wrestling's that. Well, put you in a chokehold and see yeah, how fake it is. What was that dude that slapped that reporter? Yeah, I know you, he Does was that on feel a, fake? Yeah, Does that feel fake? <laughs> I tell people, I go, if it's so fake, why don't I get my bicep ruptured in the ring? Right. Why don't I get concussions? Why that shit that uh, mankind used to do, man. And then, oh I, my God. then I show them pictures of stuff I do. Does this look fake to you? Like, you're crazy. You're <laughs> what, is the, what is the term they use? It's not fake. It is choreographed is that it's the... choreographed yeah, yes yeah. right it's um but what, what do you take on like the personalities now versus back then <laughs> the personalities now are not as great yeah yeah back <laughs> not, I, I don't think they have the energy uh, level that they no, have. not as no. animated like you right, know, I mean, yeah. right back, good, back good then, terminology yeah. not as animated i mean macho man was the way he talked in the mic you know the whole you know the voice and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> then, then i'm sorry but you got Ric Flair that was in that same cast. Uh, those guys, yeah, those guys were we'll, we'll so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those guys were just amazing. Oh, oh man, yes. it was yeah. It's just how they. I mean, they were how they held it. How they could not stop laughing. I remember this like one, and they turned it into a GIF where it's like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, and they're like talking about like when you, in the GIF is like or the meme is like when you and your friends take acid, and they're like ooh, <laughs> like talking each other's hands, like just how animated they were. Okerlund. <laughs> standing there just with a oh, stone yeah. face, man. When you get a meme made about you, that's how you know you made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've exactly. arrived. Exactly. Yeah, Macho Man, great pick. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, he's on the list. Mikey. I'm going you, The Undertaker. Going The Undertaker. Oh, yes. Oh, good old Mike. Is he still wrestling? <laughs> I don't think he I don't he think is. he is. I think he does, like, special appearances yeah. here and there, but he's... Good a, Lord, how old is he now? Uh, he is 55. Yeah, oh, that's young. That's a spring yeah. fucking chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not old. That's not old at all. <laughs> Plenty of tread on those tires. Get the ring with him. No, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's he had so, the longevity so of him. So intimidating. Though. Oh, I know. Yeah. The lights go down. Yeah, the, the way music, he comes out to the ring. And and that, did, did I ever tell you that uh, I he yelled at me and I gave him directions? Uh, when I was working at the Nutter Center parking oh, cars. I, I thought you said you were taking a leak next week. No, no. I'm trying to look at his wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that a Ice front there, boy. Yeah. No, is that um, a fossil? I was, I, was working the, I was working the back the back lot of the Nutter Center. Yeah. And, um, what when, were you doing? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, that's what I was doing at the lot. Sir, you can't park your hearse here. <laughs> you can't park your hearse here. No, um, th- and there were a bunch of fans hanging out back there, and I was I was at the top of the parking lot directing either way on the on the road that goes through there. And um, this SUV comes pulling out, and all these people start chasing it. Well, the 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 crowd, like the traffic, is backed up all the way down the Nutter Center Hill to the back of it, like to the loading yeah. dock. Yep. And he turns, and I'm like, it's it's obviously it's a wrestler because people yeah. are chasing right. it. But he pull he pulls out and like is stopped right there. So I went to his, I tried to wave him the other way, and um, the passenger the passenger. When I go up to his passenger window and the, the windows are all blacked out. There you go. <laughs> his coaster stuck to his glass. He's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you take yeah. that home with you. That's some more if you want some more. Um, I actually, you know, I go to the bathroom before I have another one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, Where are you at? just down, downstairs through the kitchen to the left yeah. towards the garage. Um, I'll probably be following you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he, uh, he goes, he, 
I open the or I knock on like the passenger window and I have no idea who's in there and the window rolls down it's the fucking Undertaker driving oh and he just goes what <laughs> to me and I was like oh <laughs> so, never mind, did, never mind. Ah, no, uh, did you pee a little bit yeah I almost did like th- that voice is as deep as it gets man and I was like if, if you go that way to the stop sign and turn right it's you can get around all this traffic thanks needle yeah. dick <laughs> and he, uh, go to hell yeah, he, <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, I'm see like, you in hell. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you just go down to the stop sign, turn right, and then turn right at the next light. It'll bring you back around all of this traffic. And he just looks at me and goes, do what now? Like that. And I was like, <laughs> all these people are like chasing you. I'm like, if you just go, I'm like, stop sign that way. And he's like, all right. And he took off that way. He was driving his own car. Oh, he was driving. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I he was, he was, he was driving seat. his own car. I, apparently, all those guys do that. They okay. drive their own, yeah, drive their own cars. And, um, well, we I, have this facade that, you know, they got so much money and they have drivers and now they're just fucking real people right right and i also i gave directions to uh well i'll talk about that later because he's oh. going to be a nominee there you go that okay. same night Don't when i was working the thunder, there Joel. yeah i won't steal oh, the thunder okay. uh the tombstone is that the uh is that the name of the uh yes and he does that, move he does that choke slam too of course yeah, yeah. did anybody have a better like sidekick either is paul bear he was the bomb what a great fucking used, name first right of all. right paul bear i used to say my, I used to say my. Didn't uncle, he coach Bama for a while? <laughs> <laughs> that hat. I used to say my uncle Jay looked like Paul Bearer <laughs> when, he, when he was fat. I used to say, "Hey, it's Paul Bearer," and he was awesome too. Yeah, Ooh, like yeah. all the time. Yeah, Undertaker. I mean, just fucking. I mean, timeless. Mer. He's still yeah, 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 jacked, huge. They didn't see what it was his brother Kane, right? Yeah. Or in the storyline, yeah. his half brother was yeah. Kane. Yeah, they yeah. would do all kinds of trickery shit. Yeah, and like. One of them would be dressed like the other one. Craziness. I think, uh, Kane's like a politician now, isn't he? Yeah, I have no he's, idea. He's a mayor. Is that in, what like, it is? Tennessee, I think. Kane is a mayor is in right? Tennessee yeah. now. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did, know that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the bathroom okay? Yeah, <laughs> he, totally, he totally demolished it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he just used the sink. Yeah, <laughs> screw it. <laughs> I, I just went across the hall. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, Undertaker. I mean, the bomb. Oh yeah, he's great. Still, I mean, is he? Did we? Did we confirm if he's still wrestling now or not? Kane? He sort of is. Is Kane he just making appearances? Of. Holy shit, that's Kane. Go back up. Yeah, without his mask, that's Kane. Wow, mayor of Knox County. No there you shit. go. Shit. Yeah. You know, love their wrestling down there. Rhino's a mayor, I believe, somewhere too now. Is that right? I think you're right. Wow. Oh, shit. Somewhere out of Detroit. That's huh. cool. Huh. That's cool as shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Jesus, the I shit they you learn. That into, like, their, build that into but their you, fucking... You're speaking like, in, you know, early 80s and stuff. The first one I can think of, Jesse the Body of Ventura. Yes. yes. Ah, right. Yeah. Yes, Good. governor Minnesota. of... Governor of Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's, he was always predator to me. That's when... <laughs> with the Gatlin gun. <laughs> I just remember that because everybody used to always say, hey, our governor can beat your governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our governor can kick your governor's ass. Yeah. Did they do a documentary on him? I I'm thinking I was watching something sure the other day. I, about, about I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know how much documentary you guys actually watch, but like, you ever seen the the Dark Side of the Ring? No, I I is that have. a Netflix thing? It's on. It's on Hulu now. Hulu, okay. But it used to not be. But it's got a couple seasons on there. Dark Side of the Ring is it an ongoing series? Yeah. Well, don't. Worry, it's they do one every year. Okay. But you got people like Buzz Sawyer on there. Uh, okay. And you know, Restless Souls. The Road Warriors are on air. Mm. 
you actually get to hear the background and you know un- unfortunate one we go you can't say the guy's name because uh what he did but he's on there two a two-part one okay you know yeah, I'm gonna check uh, that out. Yeah, it's it's actually. Really, I'm always looking for a new series. It's really Dark a good series, honestly. I can't remember. Uh, it's called The Dark Side of the Ring. It's on Hulu, and the guy that you were mentioned earlier about smacking the guy at the reporter, uh-huh. <laughs> he tells his story. Yeah, he tells the story and why he did. I know it got off base. I'm sorry, guys. I just no, 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 no. We're all about wrapping. That's what we live off of. Joel's about glory holes. Yeah, glory holes and glory holes and rabbit holes. Yeah. No, um, dear, glory if you want it, but um, they, yeah, that shit's hilarious, man. Like wrestling being fake, and he just fucking cold cocks that guy. That feel fake? It's an overhand slap. I will never forget the when he did. I watched that documentary about him. He goes, you know, people they say I was an asshole for doing that. I was told to always stay in character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Undertaker's on the list. Kyle, you're first. One of my favorites, Stone Cold Stone Steve. Steve. Oh, God, he was awesome. Not he a big, not awesome. a Stone Cold. No, fan no. Yeah. I, I love Stone Cold. I I love that what he did because you know when they used him in WCW, that blonde hair he had going oh, for him. Awful. <laughs> it was horrible. He had the uh, then he shaved in the he, uh, head bald and then got the goatee. Yeah, and really mm. went all in on the Stone Cold. Yeah, he was he. To me, looking back at wrestling, he was kind of one of the first ones that started transitioning into the attitude. Yeah, area. everybody right. just kind of has like the attitude tough guy vibe now. Like not, people aren't super animated really anymore. At least I don't watch it that regularly. But um, they all just kind of kind of adopted that tough guy shit talking, and then you know that was the beginning of it. But not many of them spray people with a beer truck. I yeah. was just about to bring that up. That's the first time. <laughs> that was great when he came out with that stuff. And after he won a match or something, he, you know, tossed me the beers and he'd just crush him. Oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. He was the, uh, he was, he was my, the, when I was watching it, the last time I watched it, he was popular. I know that the big show had just come over, Giant had just come over from WCW. I was like in seventh or eighth grade, was about the, and then they, the personality started changing. You know, they still had The Rock, which he was super animated, you know, and and all that. But, yeah, Austin was just a badass. It was all about the broken glass. Right. Music. Great great intro. I remember seeing the match at the end of his career, so. Oh, really? Really. The Owen Hart incident. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, was that's... that was the last time that he. It wrestled. wasn't the last time he wrestled, but that was one. Yeah, you know, when he hurt his neck, that's when it all mm-hmm. went downhill for him. Unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. He, he would wrestle in two knee braces, right? Yeah, but it wasn't his knees up. But his it neck was his was neck. Yeah, his neck mm-hmm. is what finally did him in. He's got a. Uh, from what I hear, he's got a pretty fucking awesome podcast. Yeah. yeah, is that right? Yeah, I've, I've he heard that from several people. I think I saw one with The Undertaker, actually. They had a really good interview about Please tell matches. me it's called The Bottom Line. It should be. <laughs> it should Stone be. Cold. And that's uh, the Stone Cold said so. I think he had a uh, reality TV show for a while, too. It was some, like, obstacle course. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Skull, skull Crusher something, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I played TNT. That, yep, that, that, yeah. But that same night, that same night that I gave Undertaker directions, he came rolling out in a, in a Mercury or like a Lincoln Continental. Please tell me he's done with you. He didn't. I wanted him to, though. Wait, it wasn't, <laughs> a, it wasn't a beer truck? It wasn't a beer truck, no. He got, to, he got to the top of the line and was like, how do I get to 675? Because people were chasing him. I'm like, go that way. Take a right. Take a right. And he's just staring at me like, get it out, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, faster, I'm like, faster. Like, you'll see. 
three sides, just go. And he like peeled out and took off. Yeah, <laughs> it was what awesome. What was he driving? He was driving. It was a. It was a Lincoln. I think it was a Lincoln Continental. Okay. It was. It kind of. <laughs> what, what was the. What was the Lincoln um, that kind of looked like a Crown Vic? No, Town Car. Lincoln was a Lincoln Town yeah, Car. Town he was, was a silver Lincoln that, Town Car. Okay. Yeah, all those guys got rentals. Like they didn't have buses. They were all, like Kurt Angle came driving out, and all those people. I saw a bunch of them when I was working back there, but they didn't want to listen to my directions. The picture of Edge right there. I got a oh yeah, hilarious story about Edge. Go for it. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I was working at that furniture store that somebody talked about earlier, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Edge was there, and you know him, Gail Kim. Uh, Jericho was there. Oh wow! All kinds of guys were there. Festus, wow. no chance. They were all there hanging out at the furniture store, and uh, <laughs> this, you know, I guess one of our employees was talking to him, hanging out with him, and she says, "I know who you are." And uh, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her too much. <laughs> she goes, "He's like, oh, you know who I am?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, well, "What's my name?" He goes. You're Triple H. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he goes, real loud, he goes, my nose is not that big. <laughs> is he, um, he's passed away, hasn't he, Edge? Edge, no, he still you wrestles. Know, like, he just came yeah, back. He, came back he just came back. He just came what back. What am I thinking of then? Um, Hawk okay. just passed away. Yeah, yeah. Or Animal, right? Yep. Yeah, animal. Yeah, because Hulk passed away years. Ago. Yeah, that's right. There animal was there was passed. somebody that resembled him around the same time. I know that I knew that's like shooting fish in a barrel right. when it comes to the to the WWF guys. I can't re- test. Test passed away. Yes. Okay, that's who I'm thinking of. He kind of yeah. looked like him, didn't yeah, he? Uh, test wrestled a couple times at Lima, okay. Lima, Ohio, is where I first met him. One, one times I met him. Yeah, he was a really good guy, but yeah, he passed away. Did you ever cross paths with Al Snow? Yeah. Yeah, he's he lives around here, doesn't he? Yeah, I, you hear like rumors about like, oh, he lives in Sydney, he lives in Troy, and oh, I saw him the other day pumping gas, and it's like, <laughs> you remember that wrestler uh, Jimmy Jimmy Wang? He did like he, he, he was he was an like, Asian guy, but did a cowboy thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I wish I would have. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> he lives in Cincinnati, so a lot of those guys like Umaga, they all did. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Okay, yeah, I know him. He lived in uh, Cincinnati. There's Jimmy right there. Oh my! I've known him for years, dude. <laughs> he does. He has his own party bus gimmick, and it, the funniest thing, he calls himself the Redneck. Right? His party bus is called the Redneck Party Bus. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, That's awesome. Is that him driving the party bus? Yes, that's him. Right there, there it is. Where are they Jimmy now? Wang. Uh, where are they now? Yeah. Right there. 2016. They did that story uh, on that him. That is awesome. <laughs> Still an Asian redneck. That <laughs> is fucking awesome. There's Jamie Noble. I see right next to him. <laughs> no shit. Jamie Noble's one of the first guys that booked me to do to be an extra on a WWE. Really? He came to that furniture store and he was hanging out. <laughs> he, we got him so drunk. Yeah. And he, I showed up there with my trainer. And he goes, hey, how you doing? I was like, I'm good. He goes, you're a motherfucker. I lost all my money. Had a lie to my wife. I lost my money. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what. I don't know what happened. Uh, what would you do when you were an extra with him? Oh, you go up there like a WWE. Remember when Colin Colin Delaney was doing wrestling? Okay. Uh, Tom and Dream was training him on the way. They were like, hey, uh, we want to show you how how, how to take a chair shot. So myself and other guys, we slid in the ring and took chair shot to show him how to take a chair shot. No shit. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Huh. 
He looked at me and goes, I'm just booking you so you can get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stone Cold is on the list. Good I, pick, I, Kyle. I, I changed mine to Jimmy Wang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mr. Ganger. I got too many to put on top uh, who, who, would, who would be who would be your when it sticks out who you got today's guys the ones that stick out that still has a the the character the entertainment all that that's and still alive would, would be Chris Jericho Chris Jericho is, oh yeah oh, Jericho. 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 He I mean, that is one man that still <laughs> does everything is he the Ayatollah of rock and roll that's that what him? he says <laughs> <laughs> What he says, yeah, didn't he? I, I'm pretty sure, doesn't he have a rock band too? Yeah, Fozzie, yeah, yeah, he tours around playing rock music too. No shit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think he came to like Odd Bodies recently. <laughs> yeah, he, that, their whole rock band got accused of giving out COVID to 250,000 people. What? <laughs> <laughs> At least they were drawing that many. It's like, I don't even think Metallica can make that claim. No, shit. how old is that dude now? He's out there. He's still doing it, too. Old guys in his 50s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Old fuckers. <laughs> what, what do we got here? 49. Yeah. Was he, was he in a in a tag team? <laughs> Not Mark. There you go. I heard you wince. Um, <laughs> anything Duh. that can be misconstrued, the derailer will find it. He'll sniff it out. Was he, was he a part of a... <laughs> of like a group, he was with Kevin Owens for a while. I know that uh, ECW. He did a lot in ECW. Okay, he was ECW. He did a lot. I don't can't think of anyone. The only thing that I can really think about, he was the first one that was like, you know, the the real Universal Champion. Okay, he was the very first one WWE that did that. I mean, he had fused with Shawn Michaels. You mean, you know, Shawn Michaels is probably the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm-hmm. 2007, 2008. Shawn Michaels is the greatest yeah, entertainer awesome. of all time. And uh, one of the best storyline guys you'll ever meet in the business is Triple H. He can tell a story like no other. <laughs> I bet. And then you got, you know, of course, the late Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. That's If he was still around, that man could entertain. He could entertain three people if he had to. Yeah. That man yeah. was awesome. What was uh, what was Jericho's finishing move? The walls of Jericho. Yeah. The walls of Jericho. I was going to ask you, right. Jeremy. Is, I mean, is it is it the same? Is it the, is Sharpshooter the 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 closest to it? Is it the same? Is there different? Am I the Sharpshooter is totally off. different from the the Boston Crab is what it really is. But okay. he calls it the walls of Jericho. He has that, but now he's got this new move. I forget what it what is what he calls it. It's one of his MMA moves that he's been training and doing. Mm-hmm. Just like a big elbow to the face. <laughs> I see him do it on the, that on his new new wrestling stuff. <laughs> oh, the walls of Jericho. He was another yeah. one that was great on the mic too. Oh yeah, that man can he can he can still people. do it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I said there's so many I know. It's just hard to. Pick oh yeah, from. oh yeah. It's oh, so yeah. hard. That's the that's the beauty of the shows. We like to we like to argue about it, and they're all they're all worthy of a top one spot. But it's like who are we gonna put together? Yeah. All right, Jericho's on the list. We talked about him a little bit earlier, and I said we get there. Woo! Limousine oh, riding, yes. jet flying, <laughs> kiss stealing, wheeling dealing. Yes. Right. <laughs> you gotta be the man to be the man. <laughs> My shoes cost more than, than your, your house. house. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Mr. Ric Flair, the nature boy. Oh, yeah. Look at that one picture right next to Mark. Oh, man, that one. <laughs> Dude, that was some of the... If you, if oh, you were... Yeah. To our oh, listeners, if you're, not big, if you're not big wrestling people, <laughs> YouTube Ric Flair's wildest interviews and just enjoy like 30 minutes of your life. Oh, Rick, yeah. Ric Flair. I, I, I loved when he did his interviews and took off his jacket. <laughs> He'd throw it down, hit the ropes, and elbow the jacket. <laughs> his shoes go flying in the air. <laughs> I, loved, I loved when he talked shit about like women and shit when they were like in the crowd. Like, yeah, I got all the hotties lined up. Not all these skanks sitting out here. Like, just like shit talking everyone. That dude was golden. Still is, man. Like, they, they bring him into like pro sports teams and shit to like oh, yeah, to give like motivational speeches and, and, and pump him up and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, oh, man. He's intense. You can't say enough about he's that, a, man. He's an all timer. Yeah, he that um, thirty for thirty. ESPN did. A oh, it was great on him. Yeah. It was great. Yep. He uh, his daughter's amazing. Yeah, too. she's Charlotte. a great one yeah, too. Charlotte. Yeah. Yep. She's kind of one of the top people in the in the thing now, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. One, one of the top. One females. of the big draws. Yeah. He. Uh, oh man. Just and I didn't. I didn't appreciate him. I didn't appreciate him enough when I was watching it because. Yeah, exactly. I was always kind of. I was always more kind of prone to the WWF, and I think it was because of just they were on. TV more than WCW was, but he predominantly was in WCW, I thought. And yes. then he kind of did a little bit with WWF. He did a little bit with WWF towards the end of his career, I yes. believe. Because yeah. I, I still remember the match him and Shawn Michaels had for his retirement. You still remember yeah, that match? Because yeah. before Shawn Michaels hits that sweet Shannon music, he looks at him and goes, I love you, brother. And just yeah. <laughs> and Ric Flair's like, he wants it so bad. Yeah. He's just, just like, come on, let's get it over with. I'm going uh, out on yeah. top. What was his? What's what's the figure four? His the big thing. Figure four and oh, the chops. Yeah. The yes. chops. Oh, oh. The, those chops he gave people. <laughs> I remember yeah. the greatest matches that he. I think he ever had was you know people the Harley Race and Sting. Those matches, the Harley Race and Sting, and all, all those were amazing matches. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was. I mean, that's what's missing from wrestling now to me is like the just the. The personalities, like that, yeah, that the were, personalities, the charisma. They were just you know, you wild. Got your guy yeah. and, it was supposed to be ridiculous. That's what was like so sure, great about yeah, him. That's yeah, what was so attracting. It was just outrageous, and he was one of the ones. I don't think I gravitated to him as a kid because he was more. He was kind of the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, you always wanted to be the the hero guy. You know, that's the one you wanted to be on the side. At least I did. I but just yeah. want to know how much one of his robes cost. I know, no <laughs> shit. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. More than your house. Look at those shoes. shoes the I got the alligator man. shoes. Yeah, I got the what three thousand dollar wristwatch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, <laughs> Ric Flair. Love Ric Flair. Funny story. We're uh, walking the streets of Charlotte one year, and, and my good friend John Holland. Who looks a lot like Ric Flair. So this guy that's kind of like out panhandling comes up and he's like, oh my God, it's fucking Ric Flair. <laughs> he's making, really making a big deal over John. Uh, <laughs> he should have went with it too. Uh, oh, I totally uh, did. Oh, you got to. You got to. You got other people on going, hey, I think that's Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> he, never, he never lived it down. <laughs> yeah. Funny story though. The that nature boy. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right, Ric Flair's on the list. Mark, you're second and final. Second and final. You know what? Did, did I tell you I'm half Scottish? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, we know him. Rowdy Roddy Piper, oh, man. Oh, yeah. The man. <laughs> 
that the, dude. The coconut shot heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was awesome. They were all awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Look the personalities. Awesome. Get up here with the fucking kilt it was on. Great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> Rowdy, Rowdy What Piper. was that movie he was in? I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. They, bubble gum. they <laughs> live. They live. They live. Yeah. Bubble yeah. Gum. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all oh, out of bubblegum. Bubble that woman, he, he looks at that woman who he thinks is a, uh, he thinks is one of the, like the dead people. And he's like, this one real fucking ugly. And she's just like a normal human. I love that movie. Yeah. How old is he now? He's, he's he passed, passed away. away. Oh, has he really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that he's he died. Gone. Yeah. 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 Ronda Rousey, when she wrestles, I mean, if you went, if you go scroll down a little bit, look right there she is. She yeah, wears a shirt the... just like him. No mm-hmm. shit. Hot wrong. <laughs> what was his what was his move? The sleeper hold. The sleeper yeah. hold? Uh, yeah. One of the early one of the early uh the bad innovators of the sleeper hold. What the hell is that half and half painted one there? That was when mm-hmm. one of his WrestleMania appearances. Down there bottom down to the right there. Yeah, you right go. there says he yeah. died in two thousand fifteen died in two thousand fifteen. No He's been gone for almost yeah, for five years now. Mm. Huh. Yeah, he was a personality oh, yeah. too. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Piper's Pit was his little. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> who was the guy who would spray shit? Had like a it was like a perfume thing. Rick Martel. Rick Martel. That's <laughs> <laughs> see. Oh, <man>. <laughs> he would spray shit and like made people like lose their minds or something. Yeah, <laughs> I remember hilarious. that because Roddy Piper. One of the one of the early traumatizing things I remember uh, watching wrestling, uh, being a kid was when. Do you remember when? Uh, Jake the Snake. Who the hell let Jake the Snake's snake bite him when they like tied him up in the ropes? That was, was Macho, Macho Man. Macho Man. I think it was yeah, Macho, Macho Man. Was Macho right Man. Yeah. And Piper was like side stage. That's the thing I remember about the whole thing. He was trying to like stop the thing. Him and Jake the Snake were allies. Yeah, Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah. God, he was so much it was fun. so great back then. Yeah, good pick, Mark. Dig it. Yeah, he was great. On the list. All right, Mikey, your second and final. Val Venus. No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was his like catchphrase? Hello, ladies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now did, did he do that? Now, yeah. That now was Rick Rude. That was the bat. No, that was, was Rick Rude too. Rick Rude yeah. did that. Val Venus did it. Yeah. No, no. I had to get Val Venus. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a big. The Val, Sly Trombone. Val Venus. Right? Val Venus. He sells. Uh, he sells pot now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, was he the Sly Trombone guy? He would always talk about his dick like it was a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Val Venus. <laughs> dick. So big oh, and yeah. needs a knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you the slide trombone. Yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, see? Look, Not right there. John Moxley works Val Venus. Look how old John oh, man, Moxley got red hair. Look at Val Venus over there in, in wow. the very end. He's got a wow. beard. Look. Yeah. You see him? It says Val Venus not happy with On the, the far right. Right there, the third picture down the far well, would be my left. Oh, oh, oh. Look at that picture. Yeah. Of him. Oh, my Good God. Oh, it's like that. Was it Lex Luger? How he looks now? Oh, he looks horrible. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it was, it was, uh. But I think, did, which one was? No, it was Razor Ramon. That oh, was in Scott bad shape, Hall. too. And yeah, Scott Hall. Jake the Snake, like, took him in. Yes. Because Jake the Snake kind of turned his, turned oh, him around because he was in bad shape. Did you ever too. see that and show Jake the Snake did? It was somewhere here in Ohio. He came out the ring drunk off his ass, yelling and screaming. It was somewhere he just loved him even more. Then Diamond Dallas Page stepped in. That's when he took him underneath Uh, his wing. That's That's right. right. DDP's turning a bunch of them around now. Yeah, Yeah. the Diamond Cutter. No, but anyways, my my real pick, the People's Champ. 
The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. How do you not talk about The Rock? God, he was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he, to me, he was the last one that I can remember that really had the eccentric personality that was overly yeah, flamboyant right. yeah. and yeah. overly. But the only thing I've noticed when he gets he gets older, he gets in better shape. No shit. <laughs> right. No, it's not That's, fair. It's yeah. just oh, yeah, crazy the ripped. shape that Have that guy seen is his in. His diet. What he eats on like a normal day. I don't want to know. Yeah, it's I know. Ridiculous the amount of it's insane. insane. He has his Have own you tequila. Seen Joel's now. diet. <laughs> yeah, right. You seen this diet? Glorious. He's got his Pork own pork rinds and his, vodka. I think it's he's got his own tequila company out now. No shit. Yeah. It came, it came to Cincinnati right. and promoted it. Yeah. He, um, what is? How old is he now? Um, forty something. Yeah. Forty five. That's Jericho. Then he just <laughs> come on, Mike. I think The Rock just bought the XFL too. Yeah, him and a few other people that went oh, together right. and bought yeah. it. Yeah, an investor group. Forty-eight, Man. huh? Just yeah, a yeah. puppy. That dude is—he looks like he was chiseled out of marble. Like, yeah, he's unbelievable. <laughs> you I look at his wristwatch. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was—I feel like he was really good at going back and forth from the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he would go never, back and yeah. forth, but just his how ridiculous he was. It was so <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, the rock bottom, right? That was oh the, man, that was rock the, bottom. The people's elbow. Yeah, the people's right. elbow. That's there right. You take the yep. Take the elbow pad off. And back and forth, the and then elbow drop. I still remember the match. Him and uh, Mick Foley did. Can't, oh, Cactus Jack, whatever you want to call him back then. But uh-huh. when they did that match where he took all those chair shots, because I met Mick Foley back when he came to Funny Bone, Dayton. Oh, yeah. He uh-huh. invited me for his guest, and he talked about that match. And when he was talking about that match, I, he's like, man, I didn't know he was going to hit me that many times in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, was he, who was the one? I think, was that Undertaker or Kane? That threw that was Undertaker. Threw that him threw him off the top, top of the ca- oh my off the cage God. off the top, off of, the the top of the cage and he like fell through the ring. Yep. Right. Yeah. Oh my the God. The fair part, everybody goes, man, you, I, we can't believe you're laughing. He was talking about that before the sh- I was backstage talking to him because people think that's what I was. I was smiling. Wasn't smiling. Was trying to get my my lip out of my <laughs> out of my tooth. <laughs> that, that hurt. That dude was insane, man. Oh, the man. shit that mankind did. Yeah. It was like, good God. But he he actually we we keep talking about Necro Butcher. He came to Necro's final match, like or his. It's I don't know if it was like a retirement or something like that, but it was like an honorary thing for him because that's how much he respected him. Yeah. It was like so. I mean, yeah, that Mick Foley's a he's a decent dude too, which. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he, you said he came to the funny boat. Yeah. What does he do in, like, his act? Is it comedy? Or it's is like, it... it tells a lot of his wrestling stories. Okay. And that's why they tell you no, no videos and stuff. Cause right. Because, you know, stuff he probably, you know, I don't know if he's allowed to talk about. I don't know. I don't understand it. But he he was there. He told a lot of wrestling stories. It wasn't really a lot of comedy. He told a little bit of comedy. It was being like... Him talking about his wrestling career, uh-huh. and then at the very end, he he does a question and answer session. Okay. Any question you want to ask him, he'll answer it. Wow. And that was different that night. He pulled me up on stage, and everybody kept asking him questions. And then he goes, "Man, I'm not leaving the stage so somebody ask you a question." Yeah. So this, you know, the lady actually asked something, and we both look at each other. We both got tears coming down. He goes, "Yep, we're done." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's awesome. get off stage together right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with the Rock. I, yeah. I can already tell this is going to be an impossible. Uh, yeah. list I mean, the, the the Rock is man. He's the, his charisma and entertainment. Oh yeah. You remember all the songs he used to come out and sing to Vicky Guerrero? Yeah. <laughs> remember the thing he did with like Wyclef Jean that like it doesn't matter song? They oh yeah, in that. Yes. Like, yeah, it doesn't that. matter. Yeah. And look, he's got his relatives on the side over there. Rosie, I yep. remember Rosie, Roman Reigns' cousin, 
Yeah, yeah. he's um, and he was a uh, he was a what he was a starting defensive end for the Miami Hurricanes, yeah, Miami. right? Yep. Yeah, yep. dude's a dude's an athlete, man. And an entertainer. We talk about that all the oh, time. Yeah. It's like a lot of people won't run out to be like, oh, you know, I like The Rock. You know, it's kind of a kind of a guilty pleasure for a lot of people because it's like, oh, you know, he's he's an animated character. But like, I fu- every time that fucking Walking Tall movie is on, oh, I can't change oh, the channel. Man. I love that movie. <laughs> <That's pretty awesome. laughs> Ballers is good. Yeah, you guys yep. watch yep. I've watched they canceled that. that. Yeah. They canceled that series. Is it done? Yeah, it's yeah. done. He's uh, after he bought the Chiefs. Where else? Yeah, can he go? I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the rocks on the list. Kyle, your second and final. Someone had to do it. I'll go with Hulk. Hogan. Oh, oh, there the he is, American, the Hulkster. Yep, he's uh, he's. You can't uh, tell the story of wrestling without Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's the reason why wrestling is the way it is exactly. now. Oh yeah, yeah. pioneer. Just is he in his seventies yet? He's got to be. I would think so. I would think he's so not forty-eight. Uh, we got sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah, born in fifty-three. Yeah, Yeah. he's getting there. Terry Bollea. Yeah, yeah, he's. uh, I mean, wasn't he? As far as I remember, wasn't he like a big? Which I guess a lot of those guys back then were like that. Even like Andre the Giant, they weren't they kind of like circuit workers. Like they weren't really employed by WWF, but they paid them to come in. Uh, WWE. I mean, WWF at the time eventually. Made him their, you know, booked was, him yeah. and bought their him poster and, boy you know, and everything. Yeah, that's how they they blew up. But he was, I mean, he did NWA, all those companies before he actually went there. Right, right. Because he was, I mean, he, when did he start? It was, I mean, hell, he was in fucking Rocky Three, and that was nineteen eighty yeah. fucking nineteen eighty, right. maybe. Yeah, look, he was in New New the Japan. Yes. <laughs> Somebody told me there was a match he actually does in New Japan where you, you can actually see him. He actually knows how to chain wrestle. That's unusual for him. Really? That's the thing down here. New Japan Pro New Wrestling. Japan, yeah, Pro Wrestling. Abdullah the Butcher. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh. Have it, how crazy is that Japan stuff compared to the? I've I've heard it's like nuts. Like what those guys um, do over it's, there. It's nuts what they do compared to like uh, if you're in the like I said the, the hardcore deathmatch type of style wrestling. Some of the stuff they do over there would blow your mind away. I mean, it's it's. It's huge. Really? You go there. If you go there doing a hardcore wrestling, you've made it in the hardcore business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's unbelievable. Huh. Yeah. It's in. They have like really like ravenous fans, don't they? All those, especially if, you know, when you come there to wrestle, it used to be, you know, way back in the day, you had to wear a mask. You had to uh-huh. do this. You had to do that. Now you just come there and wrestle, and the fans are so into it. No shit. The fans are more into it, I think, than what, you know, fans over, over here are. I mean, I think New Japan wrestling fans still think it's all non choreographed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is real, man. These dudes are nuts. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't, and like I said, I don't care what anybody says about that shit. When you see those, those, the death matches that those oh, fuckers God, do, the stuff they that shit ain't through. fake at all, man. It's like, oh my God. The oh no. Those, body slams on barbed wire and fucking, what was that? Like, just like glass picture frames and shit and everything and it was like (laughs) those fuckers will wrestle barefoot on it oh yeah that's your boy yeah yeah (laughs) yep necro would do that shit necro i mean i like the guy but he has some he i hate to see his feet now oh man dude it was it was i mean one of the biggest shocking things with us when we first met him was one one, we didn't even know the the backstory we just heard that he had done some some wrestling you know and and we 
somebody gave him a ride home, like our buddy gave him a ride home because he rode the bus and it was late, but he couldn't catch the bus over to the west side mm-hmm. and uh, was telling him about being in The Wrestler. And it was like, he was in that movie? Was he like an extra? And then we like looked it up no, and I was he like, did a match. holy shit, like he had like <laughs> fucking speaking lines with Mickey Rourke and like was all into it. And Didn't he say uh, Mickey Rourke like named his dog named after him? Named his dog him? after him yeah. because yeah, his dog had died. He got a new dog mm-hmm. then and did that. But like, Seeing, yeah, what he did, it was it was unbelievable. And but but we thought he was much older than he was. <laughs> oh yeah, just it was those years yeah. have been tough to him. It was just like yeah, he had I mean uh, a lot, a lot scratches of... and scars on his head and everything that just looked kind of like aged wrinkles. Mm-hmm. But it was like holy shit, those are fucking that's light tubes right there. No, oh, wow, that's you. Holy Good Lord. fuck. You are out of your mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what you see in death, a uh, hardcore Look death Look at that matches. fucking picture. Oh, that's a we, lot. We, oh, my How long God. does it take for that shit to get out of your body? Oh, it takes a while. I mean, this man right here, Matt Tremont, your boy, uh-huh. Necro. Necro will tell you all about him and Tremont. Those two guys had some memorable matches. Jesus. Doing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, those two guys wow. are the reason why I do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were you a fan of his as a kid? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah. Yep. We got to get him on here. We gotta, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said my, he would. I talked to him online like three I, days I, I ago. Like, he said he did. He, he does that spot where he puts people in a chair and he's punching. Yep. People don't know. He's really punching. You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's shown us cuts of like some dude threw a ladder and hit him in the face. Yep. And he was like, I totally wasn't expecting that. He goes, so when he gets back into that ring, I ain't fucking playing. And he's like, really just like fucking cold cocking this dude. And it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was oh, fascinating man. to hear the stories yeah. like, of how a match would go and a guy would do something wrong and then Necro would be like, Oh, it's fucking on yeah. now. Yeah, you're all right now. Yeah, you done fucked up. Yeah, you done yeah. fucked up now. What was? I mean, what aside from playing American guitar and uh, and just being, you know, the Hulkster? What was? What was Hulk's? Did he have a finishing move? I can't even remember. The big leg drop. The big. Yeah, leg, oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. right. Back yeah. and forth in the but, leg but, drop. But now when anybody else does, they all kick out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was over when he did that. Yeah, I remember. But, but his big memorable moment is when he body slammed Andre. To yeah, that's right. Pick yeah. up that's that when that's when Andre kind of passed the torch. Yeah, that's when because everybody used to always say Andre Giant. If he didn't want you to beat him, you wouldn't. Yeah, right. yep. That was that was at one of the WrestleManias, right? Yeah. Yes. Last one. Was those, right before he retired. Those stories were unbelievable about Andre the Giant. Just oh like what gosh. he what he, he, he used to hold a world's record. Yeah. Like beer and drink in twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, you know, I'm sure you've seen it. We'll put that on. We'll put that on our social media pages. If you go to the itlistpodcast.com, there's links on there all to our social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's going to be pictures coinciding with this up there for this episode. But remember that one of him holding a normal beer? Yeah. Pull yeah, that, pull that like up, normal. Andre Giant. Beer can. It um, looks like any of us holding one of those mini. Like, yeah, one of those mini like <laughs> orange juice cans. Yeah. With the uh look at that. Look at that. Jesus. That's, really <laughs> yeah. That's a full <laughs> fucking beer in his hand. That's like Photoshop. It's no gotta shit. be. It's crazy. They said he drank like I mean it was like an entire keg's worth there's, of beer in twenty. There's a picture hours. of him in a, on the airplane. You see that yep, picture? Yep, I remember seeing that. Where was that at? Right there on the right, top right. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Could you imagine sitting next to that on a plane? Jesus! Yeah, uh, he, he sat in now. His, what about Andre the Giant? Not Joel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get the same looks. People are like, "Son of a bitch!" Thanks <laughs> to be on the plane. Andre's really let himself go. Yeah, he's let himself go. <laughs> that's right there, Andre. The drinking beer. I think that's where they talk about his record. Maybe. 
Yeah, it was it was some what it's like 156 it's, beers in 24 hours or some shit. It's something fucking insane. He used to take down bottles of wine before matches too. I think. Yeah, just he was. Um, what was was he even? He wasn't even. He was in his 40s when he died, right? I think so. Didn't they say he died because of you know way he was built? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he had what are the? I mean, I don't. I don't think it's the. Uh, oh, there's the, King the uh, princess right? bride story. Yeah. yeah, the brute squad. Well, it says right there. Yeah, 156 beers in oh, one oh. sitting. That is unfucking believable. Twelve <laughs> bottles of wine on a bus ride. No shit, that dude could do it, man. Yeah, he had. I mean, obviously, with his with his big as he was, he had a thyroid issue that made him. I mean, it was like was it giant syndrome or they call it something, yeah, like, something that. like that? And yeah, that's what. I mean, he knew he was going to die, and like, yeah, he had like a sing- one daughter who he left everything to. She's, I think, she's in her. She's pushing fifty now. But yeah, it was. They said he was like the nicest guy in the world too. Until guy. you got in the ring with him, that's what Hulk <laughs> said. Until you got in the ring with him, yeah. and then it was on. He wanted to kill it's you. It's on. Oh yeah. All right, Hulk Hogan's on the list. Second and final. <laughs> Who you got? Throw somebody know, out like there. I said I got so many favorites. <laughs> I mean, there's guys I idolize because what the moves they do. But if you're talking about entertainer or, or wrestling moves they've done. One of the greatest entertainers that no one ever talks about is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, oh, yeah. that's a good pick. Absolutely. Sweet chin music. Was <laughs> sweet chin music? Oh, man, what a great move. Was he in DX? Yes. Okay, he's the one I was thinking of. I couldn't remember if it was him or Jericho. He just, oh, man, look how old the him and Triple H look right there. Yeah. To the right, second row. Yep, right there. That was, oh, wow. I think, that was one of the anniversaries. When, when, when I when I met him in Florida, he was amazing. Shawn Michaels was. Oh yeah, he. We went outside and he prayed with me for like twenty minutes. Isn't oh, he kind of like a cowboy kind of rancher kind of guy in he's, real life? Yeah, yeah, he's very religious man in real life. He's a real nice guy. I remember see he did a he did a signing uh, after one of the WWE things that was at the Nutter Center, and he you know he had a, like a line of people coming up to sign stuff. And I remember walking by him and seeing his arms and going like, those are the biggest fucking arms I've ever seen. And then you, <laughs> then you compare them to all the other guys. And it's like, Jesus, how yeah. fucking big are these guys' oh, yeah. arms? It's, it's like, that's, was it Scott Steiner? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my big Papa Pump. Is that what they called him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that dude's fucking arms were insane, yeah. man. It was like 28-inch biceps or there's, some shit. There's Tess right there you talked about earlier. If you keep going, scroll down one more a little bit, you'll see him. On the left there? Right? Is that test? No, it's Triple H. Never mind. Sorry, sorry, Triple H. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there's a young rock in the middle there. Oh yeah, and a young Her- Hunter Hearst. Holy Look at that. shit! When he had the cherry curl Look going. Look at yeah. that. Oh, the rock when he <laughs> when he had the normal diet before he went extreme with it. <laughs> that was only eight pancakes. I wonder in the if that. I wonder if that guy looks back. I wonder if the rock looks back on this is like Jesus. I wish this shit would disappear from the internet. <laughs> you ever Google yourself? I have, yeah, and it, not much of it comes out. No, yeah. All your like arrest records. Law, it's like some lawyer in New Orleans. <laughs> some 60-year-old lawyer in New Orleans. Now, a couple of things pop up, but yeah, I don't. it's not arrest records, Mark. Yeah. So, I don't have too many of those. People don't know about them. Sweet chin music. Heartbreak kid. I mean, the, the, kid. You, remember, you remember he used to come down from the, the Raptors to the ring at WrestleMania's. Mm-hmm. He would go out of his way to prove everybody he was a showstopper. I remember the him the Undertaker's match. Uh huh. That <laughs> match was amazing. Oh yeah. And they're right there. They're showing they're showing Randy Orton and 
Drew McIntyre, because that's where Shawn Michaels just came. That that last pay per view they just had. He oh made yeah, because I see all oh, the, the digital boards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that is yeah. kind of cool how they did that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what was the? Was it the? If I'm not mistaken, was it the Rockers that uh-huh. he was in? Him and Marty Janetti. Janetti, that's yeah. it. I remember like one of the first. I remember taping a pay per view. It was like a SummerSlam. And uh, my next pick uh, uh, wrestled for the to retain the title against uh, Ravishing Rick Rude in it. It was a cage match, and uh, it was that was the. Fr- I remember watching it over and over. I remember like Demolition was in it. Oh, remember Demolition! The, yeah, Demolition yes. and all those dudes and like the Warlord and yeah, but like what was it? Power and Glory is what they were called. Like wrestled the Rockers. Power in and it. Glory. Uh, uh, Paul Roma, I can't remember the other one's name. Yeah, Those they guys were, were big guys. Yeah, big rip dudes fought the Rockers at the beginning of it. Yeah, I remember that. That was the first time I ever saw Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it was. Uh, yep, <laughs> good times. Yeah. Need to bring it back. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Shawn Michaels, good pick. My second and final to the gods above. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, that dude, he was my dude. There you talk go. about the that day. outrageous personality. Oh, oh yeah, my it's, yeah a, it's the same thing. The same thing with uh, with the same thing as Ric Flair. If you just look up a link to the best Ultimate Warrior interviews, oh yeah, just laugh your ass off forever. Oh, they were so yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. His last interview I ever saw him do on Monday Night Raw was it. You still watch it, it gives me goosebumps. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Because it when, gives it stuff he said, then all of a sudden the very next day he passed. He away. passed away because mm, they yeah. didn't they induct him into the the Hall of Fame uh-huh. like right before he died, right? Yeah, they induct him at WrestleMania weekend. He made an appearance on Monday Night Raw, but the stuff he was saying, if you go back and actually listen to it, because mm-hmm. he's talking about how the Warriors will live on forever after he's gone, right? And right. And all of a sudden he passes away the very yep. next day. You're <sighs> like, man, that's, yeah. Kind of freaky. He yeah. didn't. He didn't wrestle real late in his career, did he? Like he was fairly young when he stopped, wasn't it? I thought. I think at least he stopped I over. He did. Didn't he stop over money? It may have been. Um, he because uh, I remember him disappearing long before the rest of the guys, and I think he just kind of went out because he was like a bodybuilder before he came out uh, into the wrestling world, and then um, Ultimate Warrior. That's a film. Um. He was at the top the there. One. He's right the there, first the first one, one Mike. Oh, there, oh, there oh, you oh. go. There he is. When did right he? There. When did he say he was active? Because I know he did shit when he was younger. Yeah, he had all those weird Jim Justice, Dingo Warrior. Oh my, Jim Hellwig. Wasn't that WCW or Dingo Warrior? He did. He did some stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. He didn't do a lot there. I don't think, from what I remember when I was looking him up. But he. Uh, it he was right there. They say debuted in '85 and retired in '98. '98, yeah, wow, he was. Yeah. yeah, he didn't stay real late, but yeah, he was. He was awesome. What, what was the uh, What was the name of his move? He'd lift them up over their heads. Oh, the gorilla pl- press slam. Gorilla press slam. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped yeah. face first. behind their back, face first, and then yeah, the splash. something splat. The splash. That was it. Splash. Yeah. He'd go back and forth, and then freaking was it? A, no, he just jump on him. Yeah, it was like a he jump in the air and freaking. Belly flop on him when he came to the ring. That made you tired just watching him. The no, ropes. Yeah. No, you remember the one the WrestleMania where they they drove out the golf carts for the guys <laughs> to stand in the ring. 
he chose, I'm going to run to the ring. Yeah, right. yeah I remember I was that. like, man. He always did that. It was a long run. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. He's a gif now, too, where yeah. they're talking about when, when mom says Thanksgiving dinner's ready. Shows the warrior running out. He jumps up, starts shaking the ropes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that dude. He was a badass. Yeah, I remember. What was it? It was one of the WrestleManias that he beat Hogan. And it was yeah. when he became a, a champion. I remember that, yeah. It was, wasn't a belt versus, like, intercontinental belt versus heavyweight belt. Yeah. And he won them both. Yeah, he won them both. Yeah, he was, dude, they were... They were just the bomb. Right there, that picture right there. Yeah. Hulk Hogan endorsing Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yep, there yeah. it is right there. Yep, WrestleMania 6. I remember watching that. I was a little kid. I was one of, yeah, it was early, early memories. Macho Man. Oh, yeah. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was there just. There he is, inducted oh, yep. in the Hall of Fame. Because I remember in that, in that WWE, that Monday Night Raw, his last appearance, he put like a, it wasn't painted on his face. Right there, there it is. It is. Yeah, he put just kind of like a pull down mask, like he turned into the warrior while he did it. Yeah, and he was it, he was still there, wasn't he, when he died? I think he I think it was in like Phoenix or something, and he he was still like on the trip. He was with his wife, like it was that soon. Yeah, after. He, he was still in. Yeah, I think they said Scottsdale in Scottsdale. Yeah, he was he's on the WWE trip still when he passes away because he passed away the very next day. It's crazy when you think about the amount of people that that were big time wrestlers, you know, I mean, not big time in the sense of back when you were a kid, Mark, and it was called big time wrestling, <laughs> but like just, you know, really renowned wrestlers that aren't, that have all died young. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. insane how many of them there are. And then the ones that live, you know, the ones like mankind, you think Jesus, but that guy did huh. to himself. He would yeah, be I mean, one of the ones who did it. The you ones know? that you think die young, like Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Right. And, uh, Brian Pillman from Cincinnati. Brian Pillman. Brian Brian, right? Yeah. Is that what they called him? That guy was, he was a character, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah and now I mean, his son wrestles. No wow. shit. It's amazing how that happens, too. It I becomes know. a family thing. Yeah, and it's I like, mean, The Rock's dad. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. I forget. But yeah. He was a wrestler. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He was a. I remember watching old videos of The Rock when he was a kid, like doing dance shit, like in his living room. Like he was, he's always an entertainer, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, he was. Well, I think too, you know, before we wind things down, you just have like, you know, oh, we got curfew. The, the action, <laughs> action figures, the video games. Oh, I mean, oh like, yeah, what what just like a part of you know, it's insane. Childhood. Yeah. I mean, was. how many people didn't have those Hulk Hogan? Like, you couldn't even the, move him. The tall ones? Yeah, yeah right. the tall yeah. ones. His yeah. arms were like this, and his legs were bent. And it was like, I had like six of them. Yeah, it was like insane. Oh, yeah. All of them that we... I did. I did. <laughs> My grandma. I didn't do anything funny with him, Mark. It's <laughs> whatever. whatever. Yeah. If you're a lie, tell me where you want to. Yeah. <laughs> My grandparents, whenever I we went to go visit, had that like plastic ring with like the eight action figures. And I'd just, oh, yeah. I'd yeah. spend hours playing with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. WWF, SummerSlam. Yep. That was just WrestleMania. Week. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> no, I was, I was saying. Me oh, playing with yeah, the you playing oh. with them? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think it's list time, gentlemen. This is probably going to be a tough one to narrow oh down. We have to try to narrow these down into five. Yeah. Which ones we think are the best picks? Um, is there anyone that, I mean, obviously, I think Hulk Hogan definitely belongs on the list. Oh, we, yeah, we, we, we won't pick them in order, but they, they, gotta, they definitely got to be on. I think Flair belongs on there, too. I think Flair belongs on. I mean, 
Oh, my, my I think they all really, yeah, really they all belong on it but yeah it's like yeah. but if we're narrowing it down let's to do five. all right flair hogan I, I think it depends if you did a category of them too it's true yeah. it's true which we'll get deeper with that and we'll have you back on the show and we'll do a deeper <laughs> one we're talking about like best finishing moves or Ooh, yeah or best facial hair or something like that <laughs> best pecs who had the, who had the best ones Lord. of those yeah oh don't act like you're not excited for that category Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like granite yeah <laughs> no, um, yeah, Flair, Hogan, Stone Cold, um, Macho Stone, Man, think Warrior. about. I, I think Macho Man, is, yeah, Macho Man, just yeah. oh yeah. I think that's a big three, right there. I mean, Macho yeah. Man, right? How can you not eat a Slim Jim? Not think of no Macho shit, man? right? Yeah. Right, all exactly, <laughs> all the time. Macho Man, Ric Flair, Hogan. I, I think The Rock too. Man, he's he's, he's up hard there. Not to yeah. put on there. Yeah, um, he said hard. He said hard. hard. <laughs> the rocket. I mean, you don't even have to advertise him, right? He comes out there. And he just yep. it takes the whole the whole yep. show. Away. <laughs> really yeah, does. I think he should go on there too. Um, as much as I love Piper, I think we'll I take think, Roddy. Off. Yeah, I'll take Roddy off of it. Um, I love the Ultimate Warrior, but I don't think that he's. I don't think he's top five status. No, I, so? I, I don't think he's top five because yeah. some of the documentaries people say how unsafe he was. But as far as being on a mic and the charity foundations he's done mm-hmm. with his wife before, you know, he passed on because they have the, you know, the the warrior uh-huh. corner of the W. For that right there, he's he he he's got a whole another category for yeah. himself and the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do we got? Uh, we got. We at four. To me, my 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 dis. Oh, man, I forgot about Stone Cold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, I think it, I think it's it would have to be between Undertaker, Stone Cold, and Shawn Michaels. Shit, Shawn Michaels is longevity. I know that well, dude has been doing. Too. Well, yeah, Undertaker yeah, too. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You, you you willing to give up Stone Cold? That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the Undertaker over Stone Cold is fine. Yeah. yeah, I agree on that. But, yeah, you think, he, he, you think Undertaker over Shawn Michaels? What do you think? What, what's your pick on that? We'll let you pick that one. It's down to those two. You get oh, to you man, make the call. I, I don't know that. <laughs> I'll never forget watching that match between those two. Who won? It was a Shawn Michaels retirement match. So the Undertaker oh, okay. won that match. It was that match was unbelievable. <laughs> See, I'm biased on it because I actually got the meat. Yeah. Talk <laughs> right. I'm not the one that should do the tiebreak because, like I said, I'm very biased. Just the way. It... Should, should we do our very first and only joint five spot and give it to both of them? <laughs> top How do you five argue between got, those two. Got to be top yeah. five. Yeah. Who started sooner? That would be the Undertaker. Okay. He started before Shawn Michaels. Okay. So there you go. There you there, go. There's your winner. I think so. You think so, Undertaker? Yeah. Undertaker. I would say Undertaker just because, for a simple fact, he's. If you ever think about it, how many gimmicks he's he's ever done? Just yeah. Right. two. Yeah. Right. yeah. The yeah. Dead Man and American Badass. That's all yeah. it took. Yeah. That's, That's all true. he had to do. All right. We got our five narrowed down. Now, which order do they go into? Oh God, I forgot about the order. Who do you? Uh, <laughs> I, to me, either either one either has to be. Hulk Hogan or Macho Man? Number one for me oh, be Macho Man. Macho Man? What? Be Macho Man. He's the... He's the, he's the, he's the he's it, it's my designee. It's my, my nomination. I mean, Hulk Hogan was big, but it's like how many... You, you, well, I guess people do the brother thing, but like yeah. who does the ooh yeah? 
But uh, yeah, I mean, let's I don't. Let I always like let's to, let Jeremy pick. You pick Macho right, Man. No, no, number no, one. Let me pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Woo! No, another number one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we got Hogan at two. Then. Yep. All right now. Flair, The Rock. Since we argued about it at the end, is it okay to say Undertaker five? That's fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. Rick Flair that, three. Rick Flair. You think Flair three? And I'm, I'm with Mark. Flair I'm three. Mark the Rock five. I think that's got to be Flair top Flair three. Three. Yeah. And We have a top five. We have, we have a, a list, list gentlemen. That is a list. At number five, the Tombstone, the Undertaker. At number four, the People's Elbow, Rock Bottom. The Rock, if you smell what he's cooking. Number three, The Nature Boy. <laughs> Arguably be my favorite on the mic. <laughs> Ric Flair. You've got to Number two. What was, what was, I mean, what was the Hulkster? Is that, was, was that his only nickname? Did he have another one? Oh, yeah, Hulkamania. Hulkamania. Oh, Hollywood Hogan. Hollywood, Hollywood Hogan. You know what? I love Hollywood Hogan <laughs> I did more too. than Hulk. Matter of <laughs> fact, last year we, we were doing beards at work, right? And I was going to dye my beard black and do the mustache uh, and, yes. and blonde. <laughs> that was a look. Hollywood yeah, Hogan was yeah. the man. Oh, probably yeah. would have thought it was him, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, remember, I you remember when he joined the NWO? It was like the whole world just. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This oh, happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, what? What? They yeah. got him. The Hulkster went, went yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. 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 lightning on his pants. Oh, oh, yeah. Number two, Hulk Hogan. Number one, the one and only Macho Man, Randy Savage. Jeremy, I appreciate oh, thank it. You thank you for guys. thank you for hanging for out really. with us. Yeah, thank we, you so we, we're humbled yeah. by your presence here. I really am. I appreciate it. Like I said earlier, you're a true hero. We appreciate Absolutely. you being here. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so break into the little bet Midler there. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys had fun. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, go to our website, theatlistpodcast.com. Get on our social media. Let us know what you think. Interact with us. Tell us how awful Mark is. Everything like that. <laughs> I mean, everything. Tell us how much he sucks. And how he's ruined podcasts all over the world. Let us know. Let us all know. For Mark the Cop, Mikey Donay, Beer League Kyle, I'm Fathead Joel, Dayton's Protector, Mr. Jeremy Ganger. Thank you for hanging out. Hope you guys had fun. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. We sure do hope that you enjoy the ride. We hope we gave you tickles deep inside. Won't you try to keep that smile on your face Until next week, same time, same place That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list Fare thee well That was the it list That was the it list That was the it list We won't tell That was the it list That was the it list that was the end list, fare thee well. That was the end list, that was the end list, that was the end list, we won't tell.